0: What's good everybody? Long time no chat. Welcome to another edition of the i am going tell like a TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a jam-packed show for you today. I know I've been gone a few weeks, three weeks as a matter of fact. Um, but don't worry. I'm going to recap all the baseball in my opening monologue, as well as touch on the NFL and uh, talk about Week Nine action in the NFL, and uh, talk about you know where the state of teams are halfway coming around, halfway through the season. But first things first, I'm gonna recap the MLB postseason. Like I said earlier, I even have a guest to talk football a little later on in the program today. Or tonight, but um, first off, let's do the MLB postseason. And how am I gonna go about this? Is I'm screaming, yell about things in the postseason this past MLB postseason that bothered the crap out of me. First off, the you know do the LDS first, the League Division Series. I'm gonna do the. Listen, I've had enough of the Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Indians are a frustrating baseball team to watch, especially in the postseason. The city of Cleveland, sports-wise, has gone through a lot. With the Browns having been 0-16 the previous season, LeBron James leaving for La La Land, going to LA of the Los Angeles Lakers, obviously. They've been through a lot. And they in a lake and the Cavs are gonna stink this year. And the Cleveland Browns, Hugh Jackson and fired get that later on in the program, they're going to stink this year. Why? Because it's Cleveland sports. But anyway, I'm sick of the Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Indians always come up short in postseason. They got swept by the Houston Astros in the 2018 American League Division Series. I'm sick and tired of the Cleveland Indians. Okay, they made it to Game 7, get, uh 2016 World Series. They blew it, they blew a 3-0 lead to the to the Chicago Cubs for crying out loud. Okay? 2017, they won on that their that, that long history-filled winning streak. They won like 25 games in a row or something like that. Only for them to get a 2 nothing lead in an ALDS against the Yankees. Best record in baseball, home nine yards. Only for them to 2-0 lead, and they, and, and they flush it right down the toilet and, and, and get beat in the first round. And a big part of that is Corey Kluber, who I am, I've had it with him, okay? I don't care about Cy Young, All-Star, uh-uh. Postseason, he stinks. Okay, let's just, let's just I'm going to tell you like a T.I. is. I'm going to call it like I see it. He stinks in the postseason. A- awful. Absolutely awful. Four and two thirds, six hits, four runs, two walks, three home runs allowed in game one. And it's game one outing. In the postseason, you know the numbers are deceiving. He is four and three. With a 3.97 ERA in the postseason. And again and the two starts where he absolutely embarrassed himself against the Yankees. That was getting tagged left and right. He was 0-1. And I am not making this number up. With a 12.79 ERA. With 10 hits allowed. 9 runs allowed. And four home runs allowed. Just in those two starts. I don't want to hear about the Cleveland Indians. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sick and tired of them. Uh, they, they can go join a factory of sadness that is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, okay? I, I've had it. Okay? They skated through an easy division. Only, like, can you be competitive? You got swept. Like that is a that is a joke, okay? And then I got Lindor, who couldn't hit his way out of a paper bag if his life depended on it. Jose Ramirez, awful. Edwin Encarnacion, awful. Josh Donaldson, his old compadre from Toronto, awful. Jason Kipnis, awful. All of those guys that I just named combined for a 0-88. That's an eighty-eight. Batting average. Disgusting. Awful. I've had it with the Cleveland Indians. Okay? Don't, don't talk to me. about No. Corey Kluber, I don't care how well he pitches against Chicago White Sox, the Orioles, and the Royals and Twins in June. Okay? Your report card is January. Excuse me, not January. Your report card is October. And he's sitting up here pitching like hot garbage. Enough, I've had it with the Cleveland Indians. That's item number one. Item number two is the New York Yankees losing in four to the to their hated rival Boston Red Sox. It was the first time since '04 that the two teams had paired up in a playoff series. Of course, with uh, coming back 3-0, 86 years, you know. The curse of the great Bambino and everything else. But uh they lost. And, you know, it's not nothing for me to go crazy about. The Red Sox are a better team. And I don't want to sit here and hear Yankees fans this offseason talk about we need Machado. We need Stanton. We need no, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. What you need is starting pitching. Okay? Because... If you rely on your bullpen so much, it's going to get to a point where it's almost a liability instead of a secret weapon. And they do not have an ace on their staff. Sabathia's old, I'm sorry. J.A. Happ. uh uh-uh, uh, nothing. He's mediocre, middle of the pack. I don't even know why they even trade for him. Garbage. Luis Severino looked like he was a, a bona fide stud and then the all-star break hit and he couldn't throw a ball into the into, into the Hudson River if, if his life depended on it. I went in and he, he, no thank you. Severino, no thank you. Tanaka, no thank you, I'll pass. They need starting pitching. But anyway, speaking of which... Giancarlo Stanton. You know Giancarlo Stanton, right? Former outfielder for the Miami Marlins. Won National League MVP in 2017. That Giancarlo Stanton. He was an absolute embarrassment against the Red Sox. There's there's no There's not there's nothing else to say. He he was an absolute embarrassment to the New York Yankees. To that uniform, to that pinstripe, to that logo, everything. A complete utter disgrace and an embarrassment. And don't sit up here and tell me, well, if you got hit in the face with 90 I mean, 109-hour fastball. I mean, he, he's just so lucky to play baseball. I mean, when you get hit in the face, I mean, about what that does to you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, how lucky he is to be playing baseball. Me or any Yankees fan who, I don't want to hear it, okay? These are the New York Yankees. Okay, with Ruth, Gehrig, Mano, Damasio, Barra, Don Larson, Mariano, Jeter, Bernie, Reggie Jackson, Deion Sanders even. These are the New York Yankees. George Steinbrenner, Billy Morton. Don Mattingly. These are the New York Yankees. They have higher standards, and when they make Game Seven to the when they make Game Seven to the ALCS against Houston, and then they get rid of Joe Girardi, because surprise, ladies and gentlemen, hell is frozen over. The New York Yankees are now frugal at something. They're frugal at, at paying managers. So what they do? Joe Girardi, they want he wants a pay raise. They say, Nah, screw it, Joe. I'm not giving you a pay raise. You want to not nah, so they kick Girardi out the door. So and what do they do? They go to ESPN. They see Aaron Boone, 2003 LCS uh, hero, home nine yards. What they do? They drag him out the booth and come on, let's go. Uh, you Get a new uh, head manager of the New York Yankees. You know, getting paid uh, basically taking a pay cut from his original job for crying out loud. And, you know, stick them in the match New York Yankees. Any Anything less than a world... Now, with the Dodgers, it's different. Dodgers, it had to be World Series win or bust. And I'll get to them later on in my monologue. But with the Yankees, they, they, they weren't required to win the World Series. They just had to get there. Because as just them being the Yankees and having higher standards and being the most winningest team in baseball and making it to Game 7 of the ALCS last year, they had to make the World Series or anything else was a failure. They, they had to make it. And when I got Giancarlo Stanton... Who's getting paid an arm and a leg to hit a baseball five hundred uh uh five hundred feet into the air. And I'm, I'm sitting and this is the same guy who poo-pooed every Poo-poo the Giants. Poo-poo the, the, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Said, all of you teams who want my services, you can go stick it where the sun don't shine. Because I'm only cause I'm only play- on Derek Jeter and company to trade me out two teams. The L.A. Dodgers, which is where he's born and raised player and where he spent most of his days. Or, or the New York Yankees wearing the pinstripes. Two places. Everyone else, uh, the Giants, you kick rocks. The Cardinals. I don't care, Stan Musial, Maguire, uh nah, you all can go away too. Take them to the curb. So, you either trade me this or this. It's getting paid $300 million. I don't want to hear. Stop making excuses about, about it hit, getting hit in the face, okay? You're wearing a New York Yankees uniform, and your goals make the World Series. I don't care, okay? You're the Yankees, you have higher standards. I don't care. And don't sit in and say, Wait, well, they're just lucky." No, Yankees have higher standards. Don't give me this. Well, they're j- well. At least they made it. Well, gee whiz, the Bengals have. You know, the Bengals made it to like what? Had six straight playoff wild card appearances and lost every single one of them. So don't step give me this. You know, the, uh, this lowering of standards. Well, well at least you made it. No, 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 no. Bengals made the playoffs five, six straight In 2011 and then 2015. The Bengals were in the playoffs and lost. Whether it's winning divisions or being a fifth or sixth seed as a wild card, they lost every single time they stepped out onto the field in January. Me personally, I could care less. You know how many wins they, how many wins they had, or whether they won the division or not. Your report card is. Playoff time, and especially when you're the New York Yankees, you got to have higher standards. Okay, teams like the Baltimore Orioles, the Oakland A's, the Milwaukee Brewers, the the uh, Atlanta, you know, the, the the you know, the the uh, Colorado Rockies, you know, they can play that. We're just happy to be here. Card the Yankees can't when they were Game Seven, one went away from making it to the World Series, and the New York Yankees, they can't play that, especially when they got Stanton, who you know. Every single time he's turn around, he's on he's on a mag he's on a sports illustrated magazine with with his shirt off, you know, doing TV interviews, Jimmy Fallon to you know, calling the K- first take. It's been on the color of uh, you know, getting play kids across social media and the internet like he wouldn't believe he's making three hundred million dollars. His job and his responsibility is to show up in the postseason. His report card starts in October. No one, not me, not Chris Russo, not Stephen A. Smith, not Max Coleman. None of those guys care about or any Yankees fan, whether in New York, in the Bronx, in Queens, in Flushing, in Long Island, in in New, in New Jersey. In Boston, in Baltimore, in Tampa, in Czechoslovakia, on Mars, on the moon. Nobody cares about Jean-Claude Stanton hitting 45 home runs off of, of single-A pitching that is by Baltimore Orioles. Or, 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 or having multi-home run games off, uh, off of the Kansas City Royals pitching staff. Nobody cares. Your report called when your three hundred million dollar man is to show up and produce in a postseason in October, and he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He completely spit the bit, stunk up the joint like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I mean, I mean, my good, I mean, my goodness gracious. I mean, I mean, you, you couldn't be uh, two twenty two with nine strikeouts next to your name. Zero RBIs and zero home runs, and the only home run he did hit in the postseason was in it was in the eighth inning of a game that was already b- blend b- excuse me des- that was already decided against the Oakland A's in a wild card game. A home run that meant nothing, absolutely nothing in the big picture. He hit a home run in the eighth inning when it was blowing out the Oakland A's. Okay, nobody cares. He's overpaid. He's overrated. I don't want to hear anything. At Stanton. Okay, next seat, next October. I want you showing up. Not nah, nah, you not 222. Not you. will get Chris Davis for that to go to go up in front, go up to the plate, and strike out left and right nine hundred million times. You are you playing for the New York decades? DiMaggio, Jeter, Garrick, Ruth. The Yankees, Reggie Jackson, the Yankees, the New York Yankees, George Steinbrenner, Monument Park, the New York Yankees. You got to perform. Case closed. You go to the LCS, the ALCS, that was between the Boston Red Sox and the defending World Series champion Houston Astros. Game four of that of that series, Mookie Betts in the first excuse me, not Mookie Betts. Jose Altuve in the first inning hit a fly ball that was headed towards the seats in right field in Houston, and Red Sox outfielder Mookie Betts tried to jump up and rob the ball, rob the home run. Excuse me. They caught it first—a ground rule double. Joe West, who was the right field line umpire of that game. You know, because in the postseason, they add umpires down the lines. He originally called it a ground rule double, went back and reviewed it, and called it fan interference. Now, for all of the Astros apologists out there, And their fans, whether they be genuine or bandwagon, for all or and uh, Astro lovers, for all of you who are going to sit up here and say, first off that there was no interference, you don't know what the heck you're talking about. Okay, you look on the replay; he does not have to basically put half his body in right field in order for him to be interfering with the baseball he, he he pushed his he pushed his glove out the way that interfered with mookie betts's with mookie betts's ability in trying to rob a home run case closed he 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 pushed his glove out the way plain and simple so to, you know, it's been, it was like blank. You know, it's like in football when you're the wide receiver and your quarterback throws up a bad pass, and you and you know and you know that and you know that the uh, and you know that you, you, the the guy that's defending you, the corner, the safety, is trying to catch the ball for interception. It's it's, it's like when you know you basically you just stop going after the ball. You basically you you uh, play you play the guy that's going after the ball. Like well, I can't get the ball, so I might as well keep him from getting. It. You know, you push him out the way. Yeah, push his glove away. And he, he didn't have to lean over the fence. And as if even if it was a bad call, it happened in the in the first inning, first thing, first few batters in the game, win the game. You have you have you have Jose Altuve, Bregman, who I'm gonna get on in a little bit, Gurriel. And Korea. No excuses. Win the, win the baseball game. You are the defending 2017 Major League Baseball World Series champions. And you won your division and you won over 100 games. Your professional athletes getting getting paid good money to go out there and play baseball. Win the baseball game. I don't sit up here and give me this garbage. It was in the first inning. Win the game. Recover. Hall of Fame caliber championship athletes. Overcome obstacles and overcome unfortunate circumstances. You know why? Cause they winners and they want and they have the drive and the desire to win the game. Bottom line, period, point blank. So, so sit up here and apologize when when it's when it's when it's the first possession in a basketball game, or right after the puck drops in hockey, or the first game, or the first game in a and the, the first set of a tennis match, or if it's the first inning in a baseball game, or the first drive in the first quarter of a football game. You can't sit up here moaning, griping, groan about a about a call. Early in the game. Move on from it. This wasn't Jeffrey Mayer, or 1996 ALCS l- reaching over the reaching over the fence in the eighth inning. It was the first inning. Get on and move over it. Quit whining. Show some guts. Play the game. Pitch well. Hit you had a lane halfway through the game. Finish the deal. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. You had to leave. Quit blowing it. Tell that awful Motley Cruever bullpen you have to quit sit up and let Mookie Best play that series of his life and making Jackie Brownley appear to be called your shrimp skate. Pitch! And win baseball games. Quit making excuses. You are professional athletes getting paid millions of dollars. And you still end up be and you playing like a bunch of juvenile delinquents who never even touched a baseball bat before. Nor a glove. Nor, nor a baseball. Nor, nor a baseball from a, from a snowball. Then you gotta sit up here and listen to Kate Upton, who, who thinks she's hot stuff, who thinks she belongs on ESPNLB number. Sippy giving us a series of tweets. Yo, Donald Trump sitting on the toilet at 4 in the morning, tweeting a handball about because they ain't got nothing else better to do. Sipping, sitting and telling me, Watch the video. Mookie, Mookie's glove is closed. That's not my. It's a fan closest glove for crying out loud. So if a player in the stands, uh, if a player is in the stands, should fans move over or not? And if those are the rules, then we shouldn't let the fans sit there and then reach over the fence. They don't have to reach over the fence, nor for them to interfere with the baseball. Good God, go on YouTube, go on the dopey Instagram and the dopey Twitter and, and Google up Steve Bartman. Do a little history lesson on that. Was he reaching over the over the, into the field play? No. Was the interfield and moist I lose the glove, trying to catch the ball in foul territory? You're doggone right he was. Because last time I checked, the Chicago Cubs didn't win in 2003 when that happened. the says, well, I feel the need to acknowledge and address the amount of people who have called me Princess, Honey, or a terrible girl sports fan. Just because I have an opinion on a call doesn't give you the right to be the grand disbelief. First off, they could have called you plenty of worse things other than Princess and Honey. So the idea of simply splitting airs on social media about that. Go read a book, for Christ's sake. Or go watch a documentary on, on, on the history of baseball and learn something. Re- read a book. Princess of Honey. Oh, my God. They could have caused you plenty worse. Trust me. They could have caused you plenty worse than Princess of Honey. Please, give me a break. Or a terrible girl sports fan. There's nothing to do, do about gender. I can call my mother and grandmother right now. Like, they give you a history lesson on baseball just within the last 30 years. My grandmother goes back to days of Sandy Koufax, you know, the, the Yankees in the 50s and the 60s, and oh, by the way, she can school you on the Orioles, too, in history with them. Grandmother was watching and been a fan of baseball long before your parents was even, even a thought or a creation. Give me a break. Because I'm a fan. You got people on ESPN and MLB Network who get paid good money to intelligently talk about baseball. That's nothing to do with gender. They know the doggone sport, for Christ's sakes. You don't. So he gets scored on Twitter and, and get taken to school, quit crying. would as I sit up here and listen to this garbage. She wouldn't, she wouldn't, she wouldn't know, uh, she wouldn't know, uh, she wouldn't know David Ortiz from, she wouldn't know David Ortiz from uh, Roberto Clemente. If the cows came home, she wouldn't know. Knows nothing. All of a sudden, oh look at me! Justin Verlander's my hubby. I think I know baseball now. So, so if I get married to an astrophysicist out of out of Tuskegee University, does that think I know what the heck how to freaking compute astrophysicist formula? If if I marry an astronaut, do do you think I'm a, you think I I would have the ability to know how to fly up in a in a spaceship? to Mars, jeez, degrading and disrespect. They could have caught. Co- you lucky I am centipede. They could have called you worse names and I would have had to put like $50 in a swear jar than Princess Honey. Give me a break. I'll up to get lost. Will you please? Go read a buck or something. Gee whiz. Because i I'm woman. And that's nothing to do with you being a woman. You don't know sports. Has nothing to do with gender. There are guys in the world who, who wouldn't know a baseball f- from a tennis ball. I gave you, I named you two women that I know that give you a history lesson on baseball to the, to the, give you a history lesson. So they... They ain't even experienced it. I'm sitting here yelling and screaming on on Adobe Podcast. They actually lived and killed watching this stuff. She, my grandmother could go back to the days of Sandy Koufax. You go back to, to you go back to, to to uh to game one of the of the World Series between the Dodgers and the and, and, and the Astros. And by the way, and by the way, where was she, you know, screaming and yelling when, 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 when a hubby stuck up the joint in 2014 game two against my Orioles? I was there at the game, never forget it. I was in that stadium for, for four hours. Four hours. I was at that game and at that stadium. Never once did I see her on a jumbotron, on a TV. On 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 radio, it's terrestrial, Sirius XM, or the the concourse, Utah Street. Nowhere was she was she found. Nowhere. Now all of a sudden, oh, Justin Verlander, you know, he might have a case for Hall of Fame. All of a sudden, oh look at me, oh look at me, I, I'm up up I know something about baseball. You think she was up at three in the morning watching watching game th- watching uh, game three game four whatever it was last Friday between the Dodgers and the Red Sox? you think the and said sorry, Justin? I, I I can't go to bed right now. I got Dodgers and the and the Astros at two in the morning in the twelfth. She was starting her rear end off at that time. Well, not Jeez. I'm so sick of the Houston Astros. All cocky and arrogant and pompous. Look at me. Ooh, look at this. Where the Astros? Get lost. Correa singing this is an episode of the of the bachelor champion. I got Ken Rosenthal giving me an interview at two o'clock in the morning so I can hear it so I can hear what Han Potts has to say at the one in of the championship at such a young age and I got him going on a nail proposing. Oh get you can go to Venice Beach and do that garbage. He got a whole dung offseason for you to sit up here and, and flirt I don't and flirt now oh get, get lost! Answer the questions of the interview and get out of there so I can go to sleep. Gee whiz! Now I gotta sit there and get a front row seat and a front row ticket of the Justin Verlander and Kate Upton romance experience. Put that crap on YouTube. I'm simply trying to watch a baseball game. Get that garbage off my television screen! And out of my, and out of my news headlines! USA today. Y'all get lost. All your celebrities. Pete Davidson Ariel got a goes for you too. And all summer long. Ariana Grande, and Pete Davis, seen getting a mocha favorite Tina Mocha Latte at Starbucks. Oh, Pete Davidson and Grande gonna go see Cars 3 in the movie theater. Oh, Pete Davis and Ariana Grande are picking out the wardrobe of for Jimmy Kimmel's show. Who pairs! Live your lives! Enough! Y'all want to be able to get this garbage? Live your lives! Serve them right that they broke up those two idiot dopes. Pete Davidson, who thinks thinks he's Bernie Mac on Saturday Night Live. He ain't a patch on Chris Rock's rear end. Ariana Grande, same thing. She ain't a patch on Beyonce's hind parts. Look at me. Oh, watch this. Look at this. Oh, I love him. Oh, he loves me. Oh, we're so in love. I'm finna read an article, read me read me myself an article, four or five or six, how about they broke off the engagement? Anyway, getting off the beaten path. Back to the Astros. I got Bregman simply posting home runs on Instagram. Tooting the horn, like he didn't learn from Aaron Judge blasting Frank Sinatra on the boom box in, in, along the, the Red Sox locker room. And I got him to appear, you know, taunting them, hits one, 133 batting average with three strikeouts in an RBI, and he talks up a big game, because, oh look at me, I'm Alex Brayman, Oh what, yeah, I thought the same thing. My day, ML, MLB history, my family, all this other garbage. That's a big game only for him to go on the postseason and, and he'd pee down his leg. And, and then after all said and done, all you done done did the media. What do you mean you don't want to do with the media? see me talking about all that crap. Face the music. Enough. Just like Cam Newton walking out in the middle of a press conference. Garbage. Face the music. Be a man. Show some guts. Grow, the, grow some kahunas. Enough. Face the music. Be a man. Quit act like a doggone soft wimp. After you done stirred up this pot and stunk up the joint, you don't even have the DC or, or the courage to face the music after you done sit up there on national television and play like a piece of garbage. And on that Motley crew of a bullpen. He got Morton and Cole and Keiko pitching like hot garbage. Enough. And after Kate Upton, you know, yapped on Twitter, and it was time put up a shut up time for Verlander game, game four or five. Whatever he stood up here, he stood up here and collapsed and sit up here and folds like under under pressure like a thirteen year old boy going on his first date. Collapse like a cheap tent, you got the doggone dollar store. Six, six innings pitched, seven hits allowed, four runs, two walks, and two home runs allowed. Enough of them. I've had it with the, with the Houston Nationals. Enough. My gosh. All of a sudden, they win one championship and they think they own the world and they're baseball's greatest team. And stop putting the games on at 9 o'clock at night. That's another thing. Quit putting these games on at 9 o'clock at night. Putting these games on TBS and FS1. Take less money, quit being so doggone greedy, get NBC involved, and say, you know what, we'll take less money, put it on a bigger network, because then we'll get a, bi- a bigger outcome out of it. Stop farting around. The serious they fan like me get screwed, searching for these games. TBS, FS1. You ain't going to TBS, that's one of their programming. Jesus, TBS, TBS, garbage, Turner Broadcasting System, nothing, put the games on earlier in the day, got me up at 3 o'clock in the morning watching a baseball game and started at 8 at night. And if, and, if, and if it's a West Coast team involved and it's 4 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon there, it's better than 3 a.m. in the East. You're not getting a rating anyway. No one, no one in the world cares about baseball. When I got to sit up here and turn on first take, breaking down Conor McGregor, MMA, UFC, no one cares about the sport of baseball on a national level. G wins, get getting them to talk about baseball is like getting a root can, it's like before getting a root canal done. Think skip bayless and Shannon Sharp is even talking about uh, the uh, game four of the NLCS. Make it easier for us. Geez, you sabotage your sport that way. Enough! Quit farting around. I'm sick of the Dodgers. Doggone it. I've had enough. You make it to the playoffs every single year and you fall flat on your face and embarrass yourselves. Two straight World Series appearances and you've spit the bit both times. When is it going to get through you guys' heads that no one gives a crap about you guys winning 90 plus games in a regular season Against against garbage opponents. Enough. And Clayton Kershaw had enough. I don't care if everyone in the world thinks he's. This generation's version of Sandy Koufax. Yeah, in the regular season he is. Even then he doesn't even pitch all the way. Cause like, he has like a scheduled DL stint in his contract where he misses three weeks cause he's got some injury of some sorts. And he said man goes in the postseason and forgets how to throw a baseball and forgets how to get guys out. Two and three with a 4.2 ERA in the 2018 postseason, and he was 0-2 with a 7.36 ERA. Gave up three home runs and opponent batting average of 318 in the World Series. And his career in October, he's 9 with a 4.32 ERA. And yet you give him an extension for what? For keep for 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 choking and staying up the joint in World Series in a postseason. Why? Why are you giving him this money for? And no no one in LA cares. They haven't won a championship in 30 years. Show me something. Show me something. I don't care about you striking out 10 guys pitching a one-hitter against the San Diego Padres. Can you pitch in the postseason, please? Would it kill you? And Dave Roberts mismanaging his bullpen. Can, enough with the overmanaging of the bullpen and the analytics. Enough. It's ruining the sport enough as it is. Now it's costing the teams championship. what he didn't learn last year against Houston when he wore out his bullpen like you wouldn't believe. I'm putting a Ryan Madsen. You got Rich Hill pitching a one hitter, and he's like, No, Rich, thank you. I've had enough. Ryan Madsen, put some gasoline on and get your eye parts in here. And then I got Dylan Floro. Dylan Floro. Who? Are you kidding me? Kent the Maeda, who was garbage? Scott Alexander, who what? Kelly Jansen, all I ever heard in this past offseason is, is we're going to strike revenge and get revenge because of the, because of the contracts or the lack of the big contracts this past offseason? We're going to get revenge in the next labor negotiation? How are they get a big out in one of these games? Mookie Betts, who stuck up the joint, he, he, looked, like his, his, he looked like his old self against Kelly Jansen, getting up home runs left and right. Making Steve Pierce appear to be Carl Yastrzemski and Carlton and Fisk. All stuck up the joint and embarrassed themselves. Enough. Don't step in and give me, Well, this is happy to be here. They're the Los Angeles Dodgers. Higher standards. We expect more. Went to the World Series last year. If it didn't win it this year, the is a failure. Enough. Enough of the analytics and over managing these bull 30 2 time the line, ballers go watch the ball game with your eyes. Gee whiz, God gave him for you for a reason. Use them for the love of him. Please. Use your eyes, watch the game, analyze the game, let it swirl around in your head, use your knowledge about baseball and knowing what you would do in the situation, trust your gut, trust what you're feeling, and then go with it then. Cause and cause you can sit up here and have the little have the little little dope with the vineyard vines pullover quarter zip on with with the with the cargo pants with with me, with the cargo shorts with the with the with the no socks on with the sperry's drinking the Starbucks with with the UCLA cover cover with the vineyard vines. And with the glasses and the comb overhead with the comb overhead haircut look they can see here. they can dial up the computer to win 96 games but when you're in the postseason it's a different ball game because in the postseason every manager move is critical just, that just as critical and just if not as more important than the nine players who are out there on the field I got David Freeze hitting David Freese who hasn't been relevant since 2011. I got him hitting leadoff in game five an elimination game in the World Series. You must be kidding me. And Kike Hernandez hitting cleanup. You got with Machado, Brian Dozier, and Justin. I got these two fools hitting Freeze leadoff, and I got Hernandez hitting cleanup. What a joke. I, sw- I, want the- I want the Dodgers to make it to the World Series again just so they can spit the bit and embarrass themselves two more times and lose in the World Series. Just so they can have that disgusting, embarrassing label and feeling of being called the Buffalo Bills of Major League Baseball losing four straight championships because they're so doggone terrible and embarrassing it can't mean to savage one dopey, lousy championship. Enough. Jansen, I've had enough of you! Jansen, enough! Kershaw, enough! Dave Roberts, enough! Astros, I have enough of you! I've, I've had, I have had enough of you! Stanton, get it together! I have had enough of you! Indians, I have had enough of you! Manny Machado! Come on! Well, he don't hang! Well, well, I not well, I, 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 I don't hustle, I mean. I mean, what can I say? I'm not, I'm not Johnny Hustle. First of all, first of all, man, do a little history lesson. It's it's Charlie Hustle and it and it's and it's Pete Rose. So do a little history lesson on that, muchacho. That's number one. Number two, what do you mean you don't hustle? Can't compete for a championship? You got a big time payday ahead of you. You gonna sit here and say with a straight face that you, you don't hustle? What's wrong with you? You done lost your mind? I tell you, if he did it, if he did it in the oil locker room, Buck Showalter would, would get in his grits and would pull him into the office and say, you better hustle or the hammer's coming down. And trust me, you ain't going to like it when the hammer's coming down. That would, that would never happen in a, in the oil locker room with Buck Showalter. Never. I don't hustle. Yet he wants every nickel and every penny. And the team's giving him $300, 300 $500 million. Dollars. Come out here do on Hustle. God. When we come back, Just uh, my, guest, my uh, special guest will join me. Talk about the NFL. Talk about where teams are at the halfway point in the season. As well as give you picks. And talk about the three games we are looking forward to watching this weekend. So I'm going to tell you like a TIS podcast with Jai Shields back after this. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, the I'm going to tell like a TIS podcast with Jai Shields. Um, I'm recording this episode from a different location for where I usually record. I typically record it at my desk in my bedroom at my home. But this week, uh, my return made a little different. Um, I am at good friend's house. Spent the uh, weekend over. Um, It's a really nice house, be quite honest. It doesn't look that big from the outside, but he's got like three floors. He's got a, I mean, he's got like an entire room, uh, like an entire extra living room, just sitting, just sitting, right, right in the third floor. It's got television, and desk, nice comfortable couch. You got rooms left and right, walk in bathrooms. I mean, I mean, th- th- this guy, I mean, this guy, He he's living high off the hog, if you ask. If you ask, <laughs> he's laughing right now. Join me right now, um, as we haven't had a guest since my man Jackson Smith joined us back in September, but join me right now on the Amatelic Ties podcast. Our second ever guest on the show. Mr. Brendan E. Dillon.
1: Brendan, how are you today, pal? I'm doing okay. I've been sitting here listening to your uh, podcast, so I've been enjoying myself. Uh, I'm excited to go over what we need to go over. I'm excited to talk about the NFL, and, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on right now. So do you want to get into it?
0: Oh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, First things first, let's go over, because we're at the halfway point in the season. Let's go over first. Um. Some the teams around the league, and let's just recap what their season has been so far, and we'll give thoughts on whether you think these teams are for real in the long run or not. So let's start with the AFC East and go with the leading New England Patriots, who are sitting sitting pretty in first place at six and two. With a uh, 750 win percentage and running a five-game winning streak after they went one and two to start the season, uh, people thought, "Well, here you go." But the Patriots just weird about them. They always start off a little fuzzy, and they always start off a little fuzzy, and then they kind of get their gear together and then they hit their stride. Um, I didn't predict a uh, I didn't take. I didn't have the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. But Brady and Belichick working their magic. Uh, and, they play to, and they play an important month, Sunday night game tomorrow at home against the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. What do you... Give me your assessment of 2018 Patriots so
1: far. So, I don't think they have as much bite as they did last year as a team. Um, and that's just me. But they are a good team. And they're always going to be a good team with Belichick and Brady. Um, but I don't. I, it feels like they're slowly fading away, and their power, and I guess just their ability is slowly faded away as time has went on. And Brady's aged, and they've lost good components to their team. And Gronkowski hasn't been playing nearly as good as he used to um, previously. I feel like it's um, it's a different team but they're still good enough and they'll definitely make the playoffs easily and they'll definitely win this division because this division to be frank is oh, divi- pretty bad the
0: division stinks it's a really the, this, bad the, division
1: the, the division stinks
0: this division is awful uh,
1: like i like it's it's not even all that much of a competition like you could have thought that it was a competition when the Miami Dolphins were undefeated but you know now like 4 weeks later um it's a different, it's a different game. It's a different perspective, uh, and I see them definitely winning. It's this is pretty much not even a race anymore.
0: Right. I mean, you got Brady sitting there, who's an ageless wonder. I, as much as I hate to say it, he's an ageless wonder. All you know, it's just something. And then Belichick, who I think is the bigger genius and has the bigger influence on them winning. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd Belichick over Brady. That's just me. But I mean, he's just yes, got yes. such a strong influence on that team, and the fact that his system is just so good that he can just plug in any players and just and somehow make it work. I mean, it, I mean, it, I mean, they struggled last week against
1: Buffalo. Yeah, it was really w- painful to watch. By the way, that Bill. I was gonna make the uh, I was gonna make the statement that that Bills Patriots game at least till the the fourth. Well. The third quarter, and then you know to the fourth quarter where they crushed them. Um, in in the third quarter, it still looked like the Bills could easily come back in that game and actually beat them. Sure did. And that's insane, and frankly, extremely scary. And I know that they're in the same exact division, so they definitely game plan for stuff like this. But let's be honest: you've seen the Bills play; they have Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Okay. Now that no he didn't play that game, it was Derek Anderson playing that game. Um, but they have Nathan Biederman as one of their quarterbacks that have started this year, and we all know about that man. Um, so it's it's really, really bad that they were in the game that long. And yes, the Bills defense is good, and yes, Tremaine and Ed- Edmonds has shown up this year from the draft. But it's 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 kind of um scary that you know, a team that I think will easily make the playoffs. Struggled against a team like that, and um, uh, hopefully next time they meet, that they'll blow them out so they can prove me wrong. But as of the moment, again, this is the reason why I said they're slowing down. They're a team that's slowing down. Um, so that's my opinion on the matter.
0: I, I think you're one thousand percent correct. They are. De- I tell you, they are definitely. They are definitely slowing down. I mean. They struggled offensively against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I mean it, these are Buffalo Bills to kind of out. they they struggled and it had to take a Devin McCourty pick six to kind of sit up here and say, well, okay, you know, the, we can see the okay, fine, we can see the writing on the wall. You know, let's go to bed. You know, they won the game, mm-hmm. but Buffalo had a legitimate shot. They had Derek Anderson, who they got off the street. Yeah, think about that, Derek Anderson. Yep. Had a decent chance of beating Brady and Belichick
1: at <laughs> home on Monday Night Football for crying out loud! Oh, uh, it's insane. It's it really is insane. So, um, you want to move on to the next next team?
0: Oh uh, yeah, next next team uh, is the Miami Dolphins. They are sitting in second place. They were at one point in first place in the best team in the AFC East for a good little while. They're sitting in second place at four and four. They've lost two straight. Um, they're they are one and three on the road. They're one and one in the division. Miami Dolphins What do you gotta say
1: about them? I mean Um Let's be honest, they they are not a great team. Uh they, they, they obviously they lost two straight. Um they've played some ugly football. And to, to be frank with starting quarterback being who he is it's it's not looking good, Jai. It really isn't looking mm-hmm. good. It's it's this team. Um, it, I think got lethargic after they lost Jay and Jai, like two years ago, and then Tannehill obviously is gone.
0: Tannehill had Tannehill had he, he
1: he's fallen off yeah. the edge. We we all we all know the story, and so we now have a team that is trying to recuperate, and I bet they were pretty surprised that they had done so well. At the start of the season, uh, with uh, the likes of um, Kenyan J- Drake and all those other dudes, um, and they were they were pretty pretty good. Um, but now now we're at this point in the season, and it looks like they're they're pretty yeah. pretty. Screwed. I mean, they have a
0: decent chance. They play the Jets at home tomorrow, but they have a decent chance to pull that one out. Uh, they've played. I mean, they're running a two game losing streak. Sam, did, you know, you can flip a coin with that one, but. I think uh, the Dolphins, you know, they're you know six and ten, seven and nine. You get that. You get that kind of feel. You have Brock
1: them. Osweiler as right. the starting you, 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 quarterback. You have, That's the feel you, that you're gonna get you, from Brock Osweiler Bro- starting you quarterback. Brock, you have Brock Osweiler. Brock you know. the Lobster. <laughs> you know. Oh my God. You got the. <laughs> oh you, got the you got
0: the. You got the New York Jets at sitting at three and five. Um riding a two-game losing streak as well, sitting in third place. We saw Sam Darnold recuperated after he threw a pick six in his NFL debut on Monday Night Football on the Road. Played stupendous, but they've struggled as of late. Again, they play the Dolphins tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I I want to see, and I'd like to think that the Jets would have not a bad season. But they definitely would be better than the Giants. We'll get to them later <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, let's go. We'll get, better. we'll get to them later on. But um, what do you... Th- Give me your assessment on the New York Jets.
1: Okay. So, the New York Jets are a team with, I'd say, a very, very promising quarterback. But they're in the midst of rebuilding. And I'm sure that this year, Todd Bowles was like... I, I He probably wasn't thinking he'd go anywhere, to be frank. And yes, their defense like isn't, isn't the worst defense in the world, but they're obviously in the midst of rebuilding. And you can't really say differently because they have lost pieces all around the board. So they are probably not going to go anywhere this year, but I feel like they could be a dangerous team in the upcoming years, especially with such a interesting quarterback prospect, I should say, being at the starting helm. And um Jets fans would look forward to that. Now obviously this year I don't really think they'd look forward to anything unless something crazy happens. But Which
0: you, which you won't but you make it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 Sorry, well I'm just trying to keep the people entertained, Jai. It's not enough point. Um, but uh it's, it's 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 not gonna be a great year for them. I'm just gonna be frank. We all know that. We all know that this conference as a whole is garbage and that's just one of the other teams. But this team has promise, unlike the next team that we're gonna talk about.
0: Well, The next team we're gonna talk about is the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, who, like I said, had a decent chance of beating um, of beating uh, the Patriots, the, beating the Patriots on Monday Night Football at home. But the Buffalo Bills have lost three straight. there, two and six in last place. With Nathan Peterman starting him, which I don't get. <laughs> Josh Allen, you know, he's injured. Who's injured? And he, what, what is the Buffalo? Didn't they go nine and seven and make the playoffs last year? It looks like they've. They've gotten a franchise quarterback, and it looks like they've regressed. Like, what is up with the Buffalo Bills? Like, like, what, what? give me answers, Brennan, because I, I I'm running out of words. I don't know. They went nine and seven. They are they are regressing. Like, this shouldn't be like they. Sh- if anything, sh- they should be in second place at four and four ish. N- not the Dolphins. I mean, come on! Like what, Buffalo? Like uh, Nathan Peterman? Like <laughs> Sean McDermott? Why are you still employed? Like I don't, I don't understand. Oh. And, and help, help me out.
1: <laughs> so, so uh, th- th- this team is just mm, just a prime example of how. To make a rebuild about the most painful process physically possible. Because they're obviously also in the midst of rebuilding. They have their quarterback, who by the way, they got injured. And who also, who by the way, has been flamed on tons of times for not being as qualified as people say he is. Because he's just an arm-powered junkie. But nothing else. Um, it, it, which is debatable. Because he didn't play completely atrociously when he was out there. But now we have real atrocious quarterback play with Nathan Peterman and just the likes of clipboard Jesuses coming out here, dudes who haven't played the game in like three or four years finally coming back and, you know, having some of their first play that they've had in literal years. So it's painful. It's painful to watch this team play. Um, I, I don't see anything positive coming out of this. And they're definitely they definitely nowhere near being done their rebuilds. But ever since they lost Tyrod, I but, feel I feel like they they've been a different team. And that's not saying Tyrod was a great quarterback. But I feel he, like Ty- he he got them to he got them to the playoffs. Nine, so. and, I
0: mean nine and seven. Like like what what are you doing here? Like and oh and look at Cleveland. Cleveland basically and Cleveland's do- I mean. And Cleveland's using for the exact same exact same reason, you know, using him until until Baker Mayfield. Now, if Cleveland's so all different, because Cleveland, I'm throwing, I'm throwing, uh, I'm putting, uh, Baker Mayfield. I'm th- holding his feet to the front. I'm throwing a, him into the pack of wolves. But even still, I mean, you could have kept Tyrod, but you giving a Tyrod Taylor all for, all because just to start Nathan Peterman. I mean.
1: I do not even think that was the plan, John. I think the plan was, hey, we have the ability now that we've moved up to get a great quarterback prospect from this draft. And I'm sure that's what they were thinking. And so, when they did get Josh Allen, they were like, okay, yeah, we have our quarterback. But, no, you did not. You you did not. And people, people were already against the Vic to begin with. And we obviously now see that they are in the rebuild, and that's not saying Josh Allen's a bad quarterback, but he doesn't have the experience, he doesn't have the tenacity, and I don't think he has. He he
0: he struggles with, you know. He's he he's not. I wouldn't have picked him. To be quite honest with you, but you know, but you you, you but you. You're putting out Nathan Peterman. I mean, I mean I, I,
1: are y'all you, are you, are you really, really, really They've real? stooped that low, guy. They've stooped that low because that's all they have left. Uh, it, the, it's, it's painful.
0: It's, 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 the, it's the bills. It's
1: the halfway mark.
0: Now, now, where do you think Buffalo is in re, total
1: rebuild mode? It's in total rebuild mode. Total. They're in there, they're, they, they, they've been in rebuild mode. For this all this whole entire season Their lucky win that they got against Minnesota Is the only positive thing that's happened Yeah this pretty season. much
0: But um But now With that we head to the AFC North And now it's time For another episode Of Days of Our Steelers The Black and Gold Brigade Is sitting at 4-2-1 Having tied the Cleveland Browns In week one Coming off of a win as they as they face their hated arch rival, the Baltimore Ravens, who they got embarrassed by on Sunday Night Football at home. Joe Flacco had likings of his 2012 self, while Alex Collins ran every which way against the Black and Gold Brigade steel curtain defense. at 4-2-1, riding a three-game win streak. Brendan, what does the Pittsburgh Steelers have to do, including with this Le'Veon Bell situation? Give me your assessment of 2018 Pittsburgh Steelers. You have the floor.
1: Steelers are a very interesting team this year. Um, they're, they're
0: walking. I tell you, they are walking so proper.
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what they are. It's um, they're very controversial um because of the Le'Veon uh, Bell situation at hand, where you know obviously he's not playing for them, even though he's on contract, um because he wants the contract extension, which he's never going to get. So he's going to be on another team next year. And we all know that's going to happen. We all knew that that was going to happen. But in his absence, James Conner. Yeah. Adam,
0: James a, added, added out of out nowhere. Out of nowhere. I mean, out of nowhere. And he's done a great job replacing Le'Veon Bell, which is why you kind of throw around the idea about him training him. Because really, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, in all seriousness, like, and I said this. I said this back in September. When does it become rather you making your money? I mean, I get it. You want to get paid. You know, it's a it's it's a it's a shelf life with the running back position. You know, I know you want to protect yourself health wise because of because oh, of you know concussions and everything. But at the end of the day, like. You Do you play football because you love the game and you love the sport? Or do you play football because, you ju- because of the money? Because, in all honesty, you're holding out. I mean, we are in November now. And we're sitting up here talking about something that should have been taken care of. Really, when we get right down to it. It should have been taken care of in July, to be quite honest with you. If not August. I mean, we're here. Yeah, he'll be back by Labor. Nuh-uh. Back by the Bi-Week. Well, Bi-Week's coming, and gone. Where is he? he? You know where he is? He's out partying on on yachts, making trashy rap songs, and, and farting around. But, uh, I mean, I mean but come on. Like, at the end of the day, do you want to play football? Or do you want to, you know, is, is it a... is That's what Leon Bell has to realize. Is playing football to him a hobby or is it a profession that he, that he makes his living off of? That's something he needs to ask. And and if he's gonna view it as a hobby and say, "Well, I got all this money, I'm gonna go ahead and rob it." Okay, fine, retire, die, quit, die. Ha- hang, hang up the cleats. I I but I, but but don't sit up here and hold. And now the
1: Steelers have a little fault too in this. I think they're definitely. But I think the Steelers are actually. The Steelers. Are, I think they're they're, they're the Steelers are making a smart decision. But I respect. Like, I know Le'Veon actually is not doing great stuff for his reputation, but I do respect what he's doing. Because he he, he thinks that he is worth more than what they're giving him, and he doesn't want to be put in a situation because, you know, these players have a limited time span in which they are actually going to be in the league, and this is their... Livelihood This is where they're going to make bank in their lives, so he's trying to make as much money as possible right now, and I respect that immensely, so what he's doing right now is actually in my opinion, very intelligent because he is going to get money somewhere because he's very promising he's an amazing prospect who I feel like you know deserves money i don't know if he deserves all the money he thinks he's worth, but he definitely deserves money, and if the Steelers aren't going to give him near the amount of money that he wants, then he has a total right to do what he's doing right now, Jai, so I disagree. I don't think he thinks it's a hobby. I think he thinks it's a uh, an actual job. He's taking it seriously. He's taking it seriously because he wants the money. Now, what he's doing for his reputation, on the other hand, yes, I disagree with that. That makes him look like an idiot, and if he wants a job anywhere else in the, t- in the future, he needs to clean up his act, and, you know, I don't think that he is exactly looking like the worst human being in the world, but... Just have his reputation look better and have his comments be more truthful, I guess. But, yeah, but if you say that he
0: you can't sit up here and say I'm holding out. Yeah, you can't sit up here and say, Well I'm holding out and then you sit around and then you get TMZ of you at the club and mm-hmm. and on jet ski that's a bad look. Because cause that's where people like me make the assessment. Well, to him, it looks like football's a hobby instead of a profession. Because really, cause really, if it was me, I'd be making sure I'm in the weight room, be, make sure I'm in tip-top shape. So as soon as we get something done, bam, I'm right out there on the field. Because, cause, you know, if Le'Veon Bell comes back and he has, like, a couple of bad games that the Steelers can't afford to have, you know, then what? But at the end of the day, like... Both sides are at fault, and I've mentioned this on this podcast a bunch of times. But at the end of the day, Le'Veon Bell has to realize at this point in the season he's he's got to come back
1: sometime. Mm, yeah, definitely, he's gonna have. He, he has to,
0: because he can't sit up here and say, "Well, I want my money," yet he plans on not playing. No, 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 you got, you got. Service time. Come on, it, it doesn't work that way. You can't... So he has to report. But at the end of the day, he's got to, like, make up in his mind to like, be like the bigger man and bite the bullet, you know? He's going to be a free... I mean, look at Kirk Cousins. I mean, he basically ate up those franchise tags to the point where... So don't remind me. To, <laughs> to the point where somebody had to give him money. I mean, why did he just eat it up you know, wait till free agency comes, and then he and then he might get it. And who knows? Now I think it'll never happen. But you know, you never know. I mean, you could not win a Super Bowl, and but but he but he doesn't want to risk injury, which I get. But at the end of the day, like, who wants to play with a rusty running back? Like like he's like, and all. I mean, it's it's really like, it's it's really like. Like I said, it's a walking soap opera with them every single time you turn around, and then you got them and you got Antonio Brown flipping out, having his little episodes. I mean, like, I mean, like, come on. Let's not forget the Big Ben game where he threw all those interceptions. Like, yeah, yeah, and then we got Big, and then we got having you know shades of him playing flaky. But I mean, it's Le'Veon. Like at the end of the, just just bite the bullet and come back. Come on.
1: This is. There's also like Because um, this
0: because is, is getting to a point where it's just really stupid. Mm-hmm. J- just come back, eat, bite the bullet, take the franchise
1: tag, play football, get your money later on, and move on. This is an but old. Come on. This is an old team. Also, let's let's also be aware. This team is very old. So like all the all the really essential pieces, they're up there in age now. It's it's a different team than it was like five years ago, and Big Ben is gonna be gone soon. And uh, I you know if Bell does come back, which he won't, we all know he won't. He's still extremely old. And then you know Antonio Brown's also getting up there in age. It's an old team. So I which think is, I think, which, I, think, which I, think is, I think that the sun's coming down on them, and they're gonna go which, into a rebuild. Which team. was
0: why it was so important for them to uh, do something suc- good this year. Yeah, not just this year, but last year as well. Um. Let's move on. We'll skip the Bengals for later on, Mr. Bias. We'll, we'll, we'll skip the Bengals. We'll go on to the Black and Gold Brigade's opponent next week, or not next week, uh, <sighs> tomorrow afternoon, when they play the Baltimore Ravens, who are four and four. They are, let's see, they are one and two against the division, and they are running a two-game losing streak, having lost to. The, the Panthers last week and the Saints at home because Justin Tucker, you know, missed his first extra point in like 20 years. Uh, and they lost against the Saints at home. So, you hate the Ravens.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to be really, really, really uh, biased in this in this situation. But, yes, I don't like them. They're a team that I have disliked for a long time. Just because, you know, the people that I deal with around me every single day, because they're all Ravens fans. So it's just a kind of a fun little bit of animosity. Uh, they're not bad, but they're not good. That's where I'm at. They have a great defense, and they have a lackluster offense run by elite, quotation mark, quotation mark, quotation mark, quarterback, <laughs> Joe Flacco, who he's going to be out of here soon. He's he's up there in age as well. And then we have Lamar Jackson, um, who he's an interesting prospect, but he's obviously not starting. Um, it's just an interesting team as well. Uh, in fact, a lot of the teams this year are interesting. i I say that very little of them are bland. The The conflict that comes from this team, I feel, is the fact that their defense is very, very, very good, and their offense has been reju- rejuvenated, obviously, but, you know, last week, that showing against the Carolina Panthers really shows what that team could end up being by the end of this season, and that's... I'm sure that scares a lot of the fans of the Ravens as well. I think that they're not as good as everybody says. And I think that they're overranked. And I, I will be very open in that. They're not a bad team, but they're not a good team. And that's where I have them. Uh, they're in the middle. I had
0: them at 7-9. Uh, Right now they look more like an 8-8 eight eight team. Mm-hmm.
1: I see them as an 8-8 Yeah, they're, 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 totally they're, they're in the middle.
0: Their defense is good, but it's not, you know, it's a good defense, you know. But uh, the Steelers are going to have a hard time scoring up against them, especially in Baltimore, which which the Ravens give them fits in. But, uh, you know, week one, blew out the Bills. You got crazy Ravens fans having the nerve saying... For the best. Uh, yeah, for the best. You know, go Super Bowl. Oh, gosh, please. But... Uh, they should have seen the power. Week, week two, week two, the Bengals, the Bengals got them. Week three... You had, uh, who they play week three? I don't know. The, I don't know. Yeah, look, yeah, thanks. Look that up for me. Um But they're, they're four and four. But at the end of the day...
1: Broncos. And they, Bron- be, they beat
0: them. Yeah, they beat the Broncos. And then uh week four, if you can hear that to me. Yeah, I got I it. I should know this. Week four was the last time they played the Steelers. They beat them 26-14. In which their defense... um Freaking destroyed, destroy, and I shut down the Steelers' defense. Week five, they <laughs> lost to the Browns 12 to 9, which, which you know, lose to the Browns is pretty embarrassing, especially when you couldn't manage. To they, are Divi- they are division you, rival, you though. Couldn't, you couldn't put up a single touchdown. I mean, gee whiz, and I got here about Flacco. I've had enough of Flacco, and I've had enough of John Harbaugh. Please, oh gosh. Lamar Jackson is, is is sitting, waiting. It's just a matter of time. I feel bad. But I think the Ravens, I think the rest of the way, I think they're going to be an 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, type of team. They, they, they're they like, they're a 8-8, 9-7 team just by default, just mm-hmm. simply. Their offense, you know, their their defense is good, but they can have a few episodes. There are, their offense is kind of a little wash, wishy-washy. It is an iffy offense. But, um... But
1: you know they 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 uh they they're just in the middle, right? They're yeah. they're in the middle. That's that's they're, where we got it.
0: They they they're right there in the middle. Uh, I'll give you the picks for the Ravens game later on in the program. Got man. it. <laughs> but the uh but, but the Ravens that's not you know we we we'll, we'll see. Uh, I think they can sneak in there as a as a wild card team if not win the division. But we we we'll, we'll see.
1: Wow, guy.
0: Going to the embarrassing, awful. I mean,
1: they're not that bad, Jai.
0: <laughs> they fired their head coach last Monday. I am aware. I, but, but <laughs> their head coach was the Cleveland, all bad. the Cleveland Browns, who are sitting at two five and one.
1: I mean, <sighs> I can get through this pretty quick. Um, they're a team. <laughs> they're not bad, but they're not good. They've won a few games, and by a few I mean two. Mm-hmm. And they've tied a game, but they have lost five. And, uh, Hugh Jackson's gone. He's out of the building. Their offensive coordinator's gone. He's out of the building. Um, so it's a different team. I don't. They obviously don't really have a chance to recover at least this year. But we have seen improvement from the uh, you know the zero and sixteen. Well, you've seen improvement. Cleveland Browns. But,
0: you know it's the same. Like
1: they're not zero. They're not gonna. They can't go zero and sixteen. They are
0: a factory of sadness, is what they are. And they I, can't go
1: 0-16, The Jazz. but
0: <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. Make you depressed, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it's, that's the they, truth. They make you depressed, and I'll leave it at that. Moving to the AFC South, the Houston Texans Sitting at five and three. They are they are two and one within their division, running a five game winning streak after they went zero and three to begin the year. Houston Texans, who I thought at least would improve. And Deshaun Watson is finally coming around the corner recovering from his ACL injury. Um, they got Dustin Hopkins sitting there, wide receiver. And I believe they got a... DeAndre Hopkins. De, yeah, DeAndre Not Hopkins. Not Dustin Hopkins is a kicker. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they got a wide receiver from uh trade deadline. Um, my memory is... Fogging me right now, Brent. if you could look that up for me, I'd much appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I got it. But, um, you know, if they've won five in a row, and I predicted Houston to be pretty good this year, but sitting at only three, I'm starting to regret that decision. But they won five in a row. They've played decent ball as of late. Um, They play tomorrow. They play the Denver Broncos at 4 o'clock Eastern time. But um they with Jacksonville struggling at three and five, and Tennessee can't get out of its own way. Houston looks like the favorites to win the to win the division. Ah, oh, it was Demarius, uh, Demarius Thomas makes a quick return to Mile High as he was the thank you, Brennan, as mm-hmm. He was the wide receiver that uh, the Texans traded for, so they look like the division favorites.
1: They, they, Give me your thoughts. They, um the AFC, AFC South is um interesting this year. Um, it's not just going to be a blowout with the Jacksonville Jaguars. In fact, the Jaguars look weak this year. The Texans probably will make the playoffs this year, and they'll probably lose in the wild card round, to be honest. Because <laughs> we know the Texans, we know what they do. So, yes, Deshaun Watson's definitely shown improvement. They have a lot of promising wide receiver prospects. Their defense is pretty good. It's not like the best defense ever like they used to be, but, you know, J.J. Watt's getting back there. They're not bad, and uh, it's an interesting and fun team to watch, and uh, I'll be looking forward to watching them, obviously, in the future. Um, there's a lot of positives coming out of this team. You know, you you look back at them and, and like a few years ago, and you wouldn't think that all this all this great stuff would be happening, but you know, it's good. They finally have a quarterback now, and they actually might be able to show up. And that's really all a Texans fan can ask with their previous experiences. I 100 percent agree. Um, I think that, that I like I said, I think
0: that the favorites right now to win the division. Five-game winning streak, that's very impressive after starting out 0-3. Deshaun Watson is starting to come into his form again, again coming back from that injury. It's gonna be, and with the Marius Thomas there and DeAndre Hopkins, it's gonna be a, and JJ Watt is finally don't not hoping I don't jinx it, but JJ Watt's healthy, and you know not to make it not to make it seem like it's a bad thing, but he's actually in the news and in the headlines, the stuff he's doing on the football field, rather than not ra- not rather than, but just as much as he and deservedly so, he's been in the headlines over the past year with helping out. Houston, Texas, Houston, Texas, excuse me, recover from Hurricane Steve Harvey that whipped through there uh last not this past summer but summer of 2017. Yeah. So we move on to Tennessee Titans who are sitting at 3 and 4. They've lost three straight including in London against the Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Verbabel, whatever his name Frable. is. Whatever how pronounced his dopey name. Went for two Mm-mm. and failed twice. Once he got lucky because he did a second time because the first time he, it was a penalty on the defense. Yeah. But, um, give me your thoughts on the Tennessee Titans.
1: Uh, Mike Verbabel, at the very least, has made this interesting. He's a ballsy coach. Um, and he's. He has an attitude about himself that makes the team all the more interesting. Um does it mean that he's making smart decisions? I don't know. Uh I don't know. The season isn't over yet. For all you for all you know, the Titans could do some crazy stuff and they definitely could turn the season around. They're only two wins out of it, which is not all that bad. So they definitely have a chance, you know, get back into this um division. But uh as it seems right now, as Marcus Mariota plays up to how he can actually play, and they get out of this little, um, losing streak, you know, it could be an interesting and potentially uh, great season for them as a team. And I'm excited to hopefully see them improve and turn around, because I like Marcus Mariota a lot, and I like Rabel's attitude about things. He reminds me of some of the old school football coaches that, you know, used to coach teams, and I I like that. It's a good memory to have. So uh, I I wish that they're they ha- they're successful moving forward. That's my opinion on no the matter. But-
0: uh right. They play the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night football, which would be a tough watch, but they play the Cowboys on Monday night football, which
1: I think that game. I know you've been playing it on that game all day, but I think that game is going to be interesting. Oh,
0: watching college football on ESPN every five seconds. <laughs> Monday Night Football: the Titans and Colts or Colts, Titans and Cowboys on NBC. NBC, what? what NBC and Colts. Jai, get it together for crying out loud. But Monday Night no Football, I can't. I'm making fun of it. I can't even get the doggone game right. And the network is broadcasting on? But anyway, it's that that game's gonna be a tough watch. Oh gosh, man, Titan. I but disagree. I disagree. I think I think the Cowboys will win that game. We'll get to that later on. It's just the Titans. It's just. It's just. It like they, they got like they they're a their type of team. This they they, they 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 never can.
1: They're that team. Man. They have promise, Jai. They have promise. And yeah, they have an interesting they, coach this they year. Have, they
0: have promise, but yet they do some things, and then they play
1: well, and then they play in a way that makes you scratch your head. Again, but doesn't every team do that sometimes? Unless you're, like, the best team in the world. You know, you're going to have some, you know, problems. I'm sure you could say the same exact thing about the New York Giants. The year that they went to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. Mm. So... I don't know what you're talking about, but I I don't think that they're as bad as you know you might think it ought to be. Now I think that their coach, if he keeps playing how he is, he could have a lot of success, but you could also have a lot of not success because it's a different time. So we'll have to see what happens then. So you're gonna move on to Jacksonville now. Yes, move on Jacksonville
0: and Jacksonville, Saxonville, whenever they want to. Go. They have played like purity garbage in this <laughs> 2000. Yes, they have. They played like purity garbage in this 2018 NFL campaign. They've lost four in a row mm-hmm. after showing signs of promise and make beating the living tar out of Brady and Belichick at home. They've lost four in a row. They started out the season at three and one, three and oh something, and they've completely fell off the map. They're three and five. They mm-hmm. got beat by the Eagles. Which was what was coming into that game last Sunday morning wasn't very good either. In London, mm-hmm. their players got into trouble with the law. They went to London, couldn't even behave themselves. <laughs> I picked this team to go to the Super Bowl, and why aren't they performing? Brennan, please explain, before I, before I lose my mind.
1: It all goes. It all comes down to the quarterback. Let's be honest. Blake Bortles has had an atrocious and painful year this year. And that's all you can really say about it. You, you can't win games when you have a quarterback that does the dumb stuff. Bortles but, does. But after he played so well against Brady and... Be- like, wh- he is not as good. When he's, when he's good, he's good. But when he's not good, he is really not good, Jai. You can't win games with him. He, he plays, He's inconsistent. He plays games like he struggles with the forward pass, like three-year-old
0: struggle he to scrambles to like a, he,
1: he scrambles like he's a college quarterback. He but, plays the game like it's college, and it's not college. This is the NFL, and it's a passing game. You're either running with the running back or you're passing the ball. You're not going to run with the quarterback. And he does that, and he does that a lot. I, I I
0: I just don't understand. I re- <sighs> Blake Bortles, like he played so well. Like what I want to know what happened. I want to know is it was something he ate Is something he saw on television was he hanging out with the wrong person? I mean did he watch what happened to Blake Bortles that he turned into his disgusting struggling with the Ford pass having self that he has been for the last During this four game losing streak, I I want the Blake Bortles that whooped that Patriots defense hind parts and made my day back in week two. Give me that Blake Bortles back. I want to see this Blake Bortles. This Blake Bortles needs to go die in a hole <laughs> Jesus. And, and get buried. I want the old Blake Bortles back because
1: I because do I want I want to see the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Super Bowl. Oh, Jay, I'm sorry, but I don't see that happening this year. You have who Cody Kessler as his backup. You have Cody Kessler as the backup, and you have Blake Bortles. And in this scenario, I don't see them going anywhere. Because the inconsistency is going to keep being consistent with Blake Bortles. Because that's his uh, modus operandi, it seems. So, I I think they're just going to be a painful team to watch. Good defense. Horrible, atrocious quarterback play. And it's going to equal losses across the board. So let's move on to the Colts. They're an interesting one.
0: The Indianapolis Colts, who are sitting also at three and five this time, they're running on a two-game win, two-game win streak. Um, Indianapolis Colts. They struggled early. Uh, they bungled against my Bengals in Week One. Mm-hmm. They uh, Jack Doyle fumbled, mm-hmm. fudgelum, you know, scooped it back. They've struggled as of late, but they've kind of found their way a little bit. Give me your thoughts on the Colts.
1: They're a team because I know I actually watched this team. I went to uh, the Redskins versus Colts game, and I can tell you, they're not as bad as you think they are. Now their defense might be not that great, but their offense, their offense is scary, my friend. And T.Y. Hilton and Andrew Luck. They are a duo, and then Marlon Mack, surprisingly not that bad. This team is good. They've got a good offense. Don't know about the defense all that much, but hey, they're on a two-win streak right now. I think they can turn it around. I think they have the possibility to turn their season around, and if they keep on this win streak, they might not do that bad. They might finish like 9 or 7, or 10 and 6. But this is me being optimistic, obviously. In, in in a regular case scenario, you could see them losing a lot of the rest of their games. But I don't see that. I really don't. I see them as being a good team and a competitive team. And I look forward to watching them in the future. I mean...
0: They can improve, yeah. I mean, their defense—you know, nothing to write home about. But Andrew Luck, he's getting healthy. He's finding his way again. Um, basically, with the Colts, I think you know, I think a season it would be be a success for their standards if they go seven nine, eight and eight. I mean, that—that's what I think. But um, let's move to the AFC West and the Kansas City Chiefs, who are on fire. They've won two in a row following their after they gave a heart after they played a hot fought game against New England on Sunday Night Football a few weeks back, but they are coming in at seven and one to play the Browns, who are destined for a colossal butt whooping. Um, they're undefeated in their division. They are four and zero at home. They are three and one on the road. Patrick Mahomes. This brother is on another level. Uh, this this guy, if he keeps it up and if he makes the adjustments, because you know that NFL teams are going to start adjusting to the play sooner rather than later, especially in heading into 2019. The Chiefs, after blowing a 20 point 20 point plus lead at home in a wild-card game against the Tennessee Titans last year with Alex Smith at quarterback going full read once again choking in the playoffs is what they do best. What do you think is the difference between this year's team with Mahomes rather than previous year's teams with Alex Smith at quarterback?
1: Uh I think that their whole entire defense has gotten better with the trade that they had with the Redskins. The the
0: de- defense?
1: Yes, their defense. Their defense has gotten they're,
0: better. Their de- de- defense, Brendan. They let Brady, you know, put on a performance because
1: uh, Brady's a great quarterback. But their defense has gotten better. Case, they- ca- case,
0: Case Keenum, Keenum and Andy okay. Dalton, Brendan. Okay. Come on,
1: okay. Come okay. on now. Uh, their de- their defense has gotten better with Kendall Fuller as an addition into their the, the slot cornerback position. Uh, and I will and uh, I will stand by that because Kendall Fuller is a good quarterback. Uh, quarterback. Uh, I I I think that um they've improved in that uh position at least with the quarterbacks, cornerbacks. I believe I believe they
0: have a good defense when I see it. Yeah. Uh, they it? they are playing the. They're not yeah. playing.
1: They're not okay. W- when they, I will when they, I will say that every single other position is playing pretty bad. In fact, it's a pretty lackluster overall.
0: Well, pretty lackluster. But they're, but but man, they're, they're, but, their defense is disgusting. I'm sorry, uh, but. The reason why there's 7-1 is because oh Patrick Mahomes... Why are
1: you was... so mean to Kendall Fuller? I'm
0: not mean. I'm, I'm, I'm telling it like it is, man. This is the title of the show. You can't sit up here and say that their defense is good. I
1: didn't say their defense was good. I said it's gotten better. Uh, it's gotten better than it was last year, Jai. And you, can, you can't you can even disagree with me on that. As I said, the, I said the, it their, got better. Their defense was better last year. I I I disagree. I think that they there are seven in one team right now, Jai. Because Patrick
0: Mahomes is 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 saucing everybody up. They got Patrick. They got Patrick Mahomes in a pair. He's getting comparisons to Brett Favre. Man, and I got Kareem Hunt in a pair. Like this is the Olympics. He's hurtling yeah. over people.
1: He's had some pretty good highlight plays. Like, like this man's Like he's, he's hurt. He, what I've seen him hurdle like. You know, three people. He like that, That's why they're seven and one, and because
0: the Chiefs know how to win in the regular season. And, and I then, watch, then and they I mess watch, up. And then watch them go full full read in, in January. You watch them say, especially when they're home. But I mean, the, the the Kansas City Chiefs, they'll obviously beat the Browns. But let me. But I'll take that defense seriously, if and when they stop. Jared Goff and the Rams, when they play them, um, I forget which week, but they're going to play them on a Monday night in Mexico. I'll I'll take the Chiefs' defense seriously, and I'll see what they have then. But I can't sit up here when they're playing Case Keenum and and Andy Dalton, who at times, if he doesn't look like a stud, he struggles with the forward pass. I, I I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I think
1: Jai is just a bit salty, to be honest. Uh, salty. Just, Jai, Jai, Jai,
0: I Jai's I, salty, I, I'm a, I'm
1: a I think Jai is a bit salty. i think a little bit of his bias might be coming a, out. I'm gonna I'm
0: get all my bangles in a minute, but still, <laughs> but, but, Jai, I think I, I, I think, believe that defense when they stopped Jared Goff and Gurley in the Rams. Okay? Jai, Jai,
1: Jai, Jai, do you do you remember the uh, in the 45-10 game? Do you do you remember? Do you remember don't, that? Don't,
0: don't don't get me started already. I'm gonna say I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. Don't. I still gotta oh go. I gotta, really I gotta right go through three teams in the NFC West, and I still gotta go through the, the whole NFC. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to my Bengals play bungling like they do as usual. We'll we'll get to that later on. Don't don't get me started already. Don't 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 do it. Don't try me. I'm not I'm not in the mood to play. I'm not in the mood to play with with these bums. Gee, oh okay,
1: Los Angeles Chargers. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Los Angeles Chargers sitting at five and two, riding a four-game win streak, as they play the Seattle Seahawks on the road tomorrow. Um, they got embarrassed by Kansas City Week One. I know that much. Mm-hmm. Um, give me your state of the San Los Rivers, Angeles Chargers. Philip
1: Rivers. Philip Rivers is playing. How Philip Rivers? I'd expect to play because Philip Rivers, guys. Is a good quarterback. He's just on a team that has been atrocious for a very long time. And so it's sad to watch such a good quarterback's years waste away. But he finally has a competent team with Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon backing him up. He is fun to watch. He's a fun quarterback to watch. Um, I, uh,. I, there's not much to say about them. They're really highly ranked right now, and that's because they have next-level talent that's combining on offense and uh, defense with Bosa that's playing well. It's an exciting team for you know what you thought this year might have been kind of a wash, but you know that's not the fact. They're playing well, and they have actual talent. Um, I think they can make the wild-card spot. That's my position.
0: I think they could if they hang in there, but uh, that's their special teams always bite them. I mean, watch it be like a big game; they have to win, and mm. somebody misses a misses a field goal or misses an extra point. And they get a punt. I mean, it's special teams that bites that team. That bites that snake bites that team in the butt so many times. Uh, Oak, uh, the uh, Denver, Broncos. Denver Broncos sitting at three and five, right? Uh, having lost to Kansas City. Being a victim of Patrick Mahomes last week, with Case Keenum at quarterback, John Elway doesn't know what the heck he's doing with with the quarterbacks. I'm sorry, Super Bowl winning quarterback, he's Super Bowl winning executive, but grant, but granted, he did have Peyton Manning as his quarterback, and that's basically his only claim to fame as a, and his only thing he's he's done worth note as a GM. Give me your thoughts on the Denver Broncos,
1: right quick. Uh, I know you don't like Case Keenum no much. No, uh, I like
0: Case Keenum. It's just No, like, uh,
1: I mean you you don't like his play though, do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Plays that's, plays that, bad. His that's, play. that's 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 what that's what I was about to say. Now, I feel like he is the ability to be a good quarterback. And I feel like as time goes on and he learns the system better, he is going to end up being a very, very interesting quarterback to watch. Um I think their defense, honestly, has been the biggest surprise this year, Jai. Wouldn't you agree their defense has not been playing as well as you'd expect the Broncos defense to play with Vaughn Miller?
0: Well, yeah, they you know, they lost a keep to lead to the Rams this past off season. Mm-hmm. You know, Demarcus Ware been <laughs> retired, you know, so and the team is not really all that good to begin with, so you kind so you can kinda of figure. You know that their defense would have some slip ups. Mm-hmm.
1: But, so right. it's still crazy though, because that's Von Miller out there, guys. And the, the, he is on a defense that's playing atrociously, um, and I, I'm sure that probably makes him feel bad. But like, yeah, I keep the lips going. But they have Chris Harris Jr. right, so they do. So like, that not all is lost, and they're playing like all is lost. What else can I say?
0: <laughs> well, real quick, let's get who's got to go to a break shortly. Um, this is this is this is the last one, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, last one of the AFC. One and seven, they've
1: lost four straight. T A N K T A N K. What what is that? What, is what that? And,
0: and what's John Gruden doing? Like, does John Gruden really know football or like? He hasn't done anything since I was an infant, Brendan. Like, no, let's see. Let's call a spade a spade. He hasn't done anything since I was an infant, okay? When he went to Super, and even then, that was Tony Dungy's team. All the, all the, all the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. All the Tampa Bay Buccaneers needed was that extra push and that extra fire to get him to the Super Bowl, which is what Gruden brought. Because Tony Dungy, he's a great, he's a great coach. But you know, the, the buccaneers weren't going anywhere with Tony Dungy It's like we just got to keep playing guys, just got to keep at it. You know, he he's don't get me wrong, Tony Dungy, great coach, phenomenal human being, great football player in the NFL in his day. But he, that was his team. Like he planted the seeds. All Grun did was just see was just see the crop grow, grow produce the fruit. That's basically it. But what has he done? Like real quick because we got less than five minutes. But what I- what what has he done? Honestly, like you trade Cleo, Ma- you trade your best player on defense. Like what are you doing? And then you trade Amari Cooper to. What do you doing? Don't, don't be surprised if you see if you if you if you if you see Derek Carr out the door too. And then, and then he real quick. And then he has nerves sit up here and say. And then he has nerves sit up here and say. Oh, players are dying. Who wants? To, you guys are worse than the Browns for crying out loud. You guys are one in seven. Super who who would want to die to, to come to come join join this, to come and join this three ring circus. You guys are worse than the Cleveland Browns and they fired their head coach. And and the Raiders are gonna be stuck with him for nine more years. A hundred million
1: dollars. Go get your high plus back by in the ESPN booth, please. As a, as a Redskins fan, I just want to say uh, thank you for the Amari Cooper trade. That made me uh, really happy to see happen, and then see us, you know, on the trade deadline as well. Get uh, Clinton Dix. And um, so that, that was really good I, I just want to say thank you to the whole entire Oakland Raiders organization for tanking the way you guys are and uh, giving me the ability to laugh at the Cowboys um, I, it really makes me feel really good and uh, please please keep doing that if the Cowboys ask for something else I want you to give it to them and I want you to try to take away their second round draft pick and their third round draft pick because that was hilarious and I, I want to see that again <laughs> I mean, Gruden, Gruden,
0: Gruden, Gruden, Gruden. Go back to the Monday football booth, please, 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 please. I agree. Cause, cause, cause he's, you, he's out, he's out of it. Your team that was once a Super Bowl contender is now a laughing start. So what do you And then what you're really doing, because cause it's going to be like the last few years and in Oakland. So you got the poor Oakland Raiders fans who want to see a win before they get up and leave to Vegas. Now, all of a sudden... Eh, it's it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Well, we spent what did we? We spent one whole hour on one conference on on, on sixteen teams. On 15, excuse me, on fifteen teams. Sixteen. It's yeah. It's sixteen know, it's teams. two thirty. I'm thinking baseball. It's okay. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk NFC when we when we come back after this. Let's get hype. This is the fun division. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome back to the Amateur Like a TIS podcast with Josh Shields. Joining me once again is a uh, good guest friend of mine, Brendan Dillon, recording this show from uh, Brendan Dillon's house in uh, Westminster, Maryland. Nice place. He's got, he's got a whole place on his third floor. Like I can record and you at the first floor, you can't even hear a single word I'm saying, which is fantastic. Uh, Brennan, we left off at the end of the AFC do the same way we go east, north, south, west. Yep. Um, same order. Um, do the NFC now and then we'll uh do Hugh Jackson firing, then we'll give talk about our favorite teams, you know, you give your little you
1: <laughs> I have a I have a lot to talk You'll
0: you wax poetic about your redskins, I'll rip my bungles. And then we'll carry on from there. I tell you, this is gonna this is, this is a long episode. Yeah, this is one of the longest ones we've ever I've ever had so far. This
1: is my favorite conference, guy. This this yeah. this conference is is a fun conference. Sure. Just the I uh, mean, I like the NFC a lot, <laughs> mostly because I'm biased because my team is from the NFC. But this this is a fun conference, and we have a lot of interesting teams to talk about. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, the Philadelphia. The foot fill- mm, won't well, say- <laughs> Yeah, you have to mention it, Jai. You can't just skip over it, Jai. Yeah. Guess what, guys? The Redskins are five and two, and they're leading the division. We can't talk about them because I'll be talking about them later. But we are leading the division, so you know, let's let's get hyped for that.
0: You are leading. You are leading the division, indeed. at... Five and two, you'll get to your Redskins. You know, you trust me. You will have plenty of time to wax poetic about your Redskins. But while we're going over the divisions, let's skip over to the second place Philadelphia Eagles, who won their last game in Jacks in, in Jacksonville against Jacksonville in London. Eagles, I predicted them to repeat as Super Bowl champions. They've struggled as of late, even though they started off decently strong in the first two three games of the season. Carson Wentz is back. He's starting to find his form again. That defense has not been as good as I want. They choked the 17-point lead out at home against Carolina. I'm a little concerned for him. And uh, I want them, I, I want you know, I want them to go, to, unlike you, I want them to go to the Super Bowl and repeat the champions. But uh, give me your assessment on the 2018 Eagles halfway through the season.
1: Oh, okay, so... um. They're they're not bad, but they're not good. And that's all I need out of this team. Uh I'm gonna try to speak throughout biased lenses. So let's just let's just be honest here. They're they're not they're not bad, they're not good. I feel like Went has you know, kind of reestablished his um situation at at hand. He he, he he is he is playing okay. He is not playing as well as he played last season. And I don't think that they're going to go at least to the playoffs this year. They, they might make a wild card run. I don't really see that happening, I'll be honest. But they might make you, a wild card You don't or, see
0: it happening because you're a Redskins fan. That's why you don't see uh, it happening. I don't
1: know. I just don't see it happening in general because I've seen their schedule and I know that their schedule is very difficult coming up.
0: They say, well, they are Super Bowl champs, so they got like the hardest schedule in football. Yep. But, uh,. You know, I hope they can turn it around. I mean, what they have—they have four losses already all season. They lost what two or three. Mm-hmm. So this season looks like ten and six. It looks like a different season. It, huh? I didn't think they were going to go ten and six, but it lo- this season looks like ten and six.
1: Now I can tell everyone so, I told you
0: so. Yeah. This <laughs> season looks like ten and six, but I'm still holding out hope that they can make it to the Super Bowl
1: and repeat as champions. But, um... They're, they're a fun team to watch, at the very least. And, uh... That's all you can really say right now. Um Hopefully they show potential. Okay, let, let me rephrase that. I hope that they don't show potential, but, you know, for everybody else out here who's listening, you probably want to see potential out of this team. So, let's hope that they show potential, but also just let's not include me in this. <laughs> okay, so I'm out of here. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh
0: moving on to the Dallas Cowboys who play Monday night against the Tennessee Titans at home. They are sitting at three and four with a loss. I told you I told you when, you know, Colin Cowherd and Skip Bayless and everyone was riding that Deck and Will Kane and everybody was pumping up that Dak Prescott fan club train. I said, This guy is so overrated. I am so sick and tired of hearing about Dak Prescott, and lo and behold, he plays like he struggled with the forward pass himself. Give me your assessment on results, Cowboys.
1: So overrated this team is. So overrated. Dak Prescott is not nearly as good as everybody said he is. And he has had glaring errors since he first came into the league. Yes, they played amazing. But... He is not nearly as good as everybody thinks he is, and Ezekiel Elliott can't be the whole team, and they've lost a starting lineman to a odd disease, um, and so their O-line's different than it is... Yes, it is. ...than it was last year, so it's a different team. Um, their their defense is interesting. Byron Jones has played really well. He's PFF's top-ranked cornerback throughout the season thus far, but... um. That doesn't change the fact that everywhere else there's holes everywhere and their offense is not good. You, you, uh, I'm sure you guys could have watched the game where they played against my team, and Ezekiel Elliott. What he ran for like 34 yards. Yeah, he did not. He was awful in that game,
0: and I, he's another overrated one. Oh my gosh! And, and it's and instead of him, you know, enough. He, he act like a football player and act like a grown man, please. Wearing your hair out. No one wants to see your stomach. Put your jersey over your stomach and act like a man, please. You know, we're not. We're not. You know, this isn't. A, you know, we what is it, weekend at Bernie's and you're sitting up here bouncing around a bar with a crop top. Come on, clean it up, Zeke, we can please. But I just I just hate the Cowboys you know Their fans are disgusting and they make me sick. I'm, <laughs> sick, I'm sick of the sick of the Cowboys, I'm sick of their dopey logo Jerry Jones makes me wanna vomit. I'm, I'm sick of the Cowboys. I don't, and I'm so sick, I don't even want to talk about them no more I'm, I'm t- until we get to picking them at the end of our show, at the end of my show, with you joining me. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm still look, here, guys. We got the New York Giants. We got the derp of themselves, the 1-7 in seven New York Giants, <laughs> who have very similar parallels to the season last year. They are going to regret, with that asinine decision to rebuild, well, not rebuild, but p- win now, which is completely asinine and completely stupid. Eli is shot. People didn't want to believe it. They passed the buck on McAdoo, who had some blame, but Eli is shot. He is not a competent NFL quarterback anymore. Uh, anyone who says that he belongs in the Hall of Fame needs to go donate their brain to uh, medical research in the future to make sure that you know nothing it's was good. wrong with them, that they had no... Uh, concussions that they had no, no concussions or didn't sniff or sniff a highly mm-hmm. dangerous drug or you know was forced to take something that they shouldn't have but they've lost five in a row and are 0-3 within their own division mm-hmm. the derp themselves mm-hmm. and I'm going to kill Odell in a minute but I'll let you talk about the Giants first
1: uh, oh this is, this is a really big form of expertise because we played them um they, uh, it's, it's it's Eli's team, and Eli has played how Eli plays, and Eli does not play good. <laughs> so, he's he's mostly utilizing Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley has the most passing yards out of any running back in the league right now. That's scary. He is He's good. He's really good. No, 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 I just, I don't disagree with that at all, but when you're running back, has, like, the second most receiving yards on your team... And you
0: got O'Dell Beckham Jr.
1: You, yes. It's, it's not good. It's really bad. It is... They're not a good team. They're very bad. They need a new quarterback quick, and, and
0: they are going to rue the day when they passed up on Sam Darnold, when they passed up on Darnold, and passed up on Baker Mayfield, and instead chose Saquon. But they are going to rue the day that mm. they did that. I don't know about this that. team's going to be in, in a long funk for a very, very long time. Saquon's and again, scary. one more time, if anyone tries to tell you that Eli Manning is is a Hall of Fame quarterback they don't they don't know what they're talking about, they don't and Odell Beckham jr, this circus, this circus, this tired pathetic circus act, this clown i've had, I've had enough of Odell Beckham jr, okay, enough, uh, just his whole act it's the me, me, me show I'm tired of it, enough, Odell, like jeez, like stop enough <laughs> like like no more i i don't I, I'm sick of you acting like an immature child. Can you act like a grown man for once? You're getting paid like one. You're making big money. All for you to sit up here and go up and spit the bit. And act like an idiot. Again, and if anybody thinks that Odell was a top three wide receiver in the NFL, they need their heads examined and they don't, and they don't know what they're talking
1: about. What's your obsession with people's he, heads gonna be he, getting examined?
0: Well, they need to get examined because he's not a top three wide receiver, but I don't care what nobody says. He stinks. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Like... Julio Jones played in a Super Bowl two years ago. They make the playoffs. They make the playoffs like the majority of the time. Antonio Brown, the Steelers, they make the playoffs. He played in an AFC Championship game two years ago. AJ Green, for crying out loud, he went on like they had went on like a long streak of that. They don't win anything, but But at least they, 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 you know, you can look at the beginning of the season, say Bengals. Yeah, they're gonna make. They're gonna lose, but they're gonna make the playoffs every single year. But I mean, come on, DeAndre Hopkins—he's been in the playoffs as of late, as, as in the past uh, couple seasons. What is Odell? You know, one lousy, one lousy playoff, one lousy playoff game the yacht. where where the, where the idiot decided to go party it up with Bieber and them on on a dopey yacht after the after the Redskins game. They had nothing to play for, so they go down to Miami, party it up on a yacht, yacht. have the nerve to take a, p- a picture and post it on social media, and then, and then he comes back and plays in the game. Green Bay, same place for Bart Starr and 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 and, and, and Jerry Kramer and and. And, and and Favre and Reggie White and this idiot is gonna sit up there and play a playoff game because Aaron Rodgers, the bad man and he is and sit up there and drop every passing on a man. Oh uh, I wanna, I'm done with the Odell. Enough. Can you can you do something besides to run your mouth and make it and put yourself in the news for the wrong reasons. You know, I would say it's T.O but T.O does circles around Odell Beckham Jr. Circles.
1: Yep. I can agree with that. I don't think that I don't think that Odell Beckham is all that everybody says he is. I think that he is a good wide receiver for what it's worth, but he is not amazing. And he's always going to be remembered for the one-handed catch and probably nothing more. I mean, one trick.
0: Can you do something besides make a dopey one-handed catch, please? Mm-hmm, I agree. Like, can Can you perform well in a postseason spot? Can Can, can you do that for me, please? Mhm.
1: Say nothing more than that. Oh, the, NFC North.
0: The, yeah, the Chicago Bears. The NFC North. Sitting at 4-3 and three in first place, coming off of a win against the Jets. We're one yard short of beating the Patriots the week before that. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky, who's playing, a comp- who's playing competent at the quarterback position. Cleo Mack has definitely changed that team. Give me your thoughts on the
1: Chicago Bears. Mm. Mitch Trubisky. Hey, you're actually playing the quarterback position and you're playing it well. Wow, that's crazy. Now, maybe keep doing that and maybe, you know, fix up your problems because you seem to only throw to on one side of the field and everybody knows about it. So, as long as you keep playing how you do play, I, I, I especially with Mr. Biscay, because they do have a competent defense with Kwil Mack. Um,. And they do have a very, very competent offense. Uh, Tariq Kelvin's is a great example of a competent player. Jordan Howard is another one. Um, they're fun to watch. They have a good running back duo, and they have Khalil Mack on defense. So what more can you say? They are a team that's on the up and up. I don't know if they're on the out and out and if they're going to make the, like, uh, divisionals or anything. But they're making the playoffs. I, I can see that definitely happening unless they mess up in the future because this division is very close. They have a very, very high ability of making the playoffs, and I see them being there just because of their defensive talent along with Colin Mack because he's, he's a different type of player. He's a different type of man. Um, fun team, though. I I could see them strike for a playoff spot. Yeah, I, I could see it too. Yeah? Um I, I, I feel optimistic for this team. Uh, and with... The people that they're going up against, and they all have great quarterbacks as well, let it be known. Now, okay, let me rephrase this. They're not great, every quarterback in this division. But they are competent at the very least, and you know who I'm referring to in this in this regard. Mm-hmm. um. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch this division compete. And I really, really would like them to make the playoffs because it would show great improvement from them last year. Um And they have the ability. And I am optimistic for this team because I like the Bears. So.
0: You know, now let's go to a team that has your old quarterback, the Minnesota Vikings, who got embarrassed by the Saints on at home on Sunday Night Football in the Minneapolis Miracle Rematch game. Let's not forget this, the goals game. Yeah, this, yeah that too. <laughs> They're sitting at 4-3-1 and one in the second place. That that was their first loss in a good amount of games. Um, give me your assessment on the Vikings.
1: Great wide receiver play. Interesting defensive play. Inconsistent quarterback play. Hey. I've been telling you about Kirk Cousins. I told Brandon, I've told
0: you for how many years I told you about Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And no Kirk Cousins
1: He's not bad. Oh. Okay, okay, let me phrase this. He is a good quarterback, but he has flaws. And his flaws cause turnovers. Because his flaws and, and, are... And the, turnover, the,
0: and the turnovers cost you games, which
1: you make. Yes, continue. yes, that's the point I'm trying to make. He is a great quarterback. And if he didn't have the flaws of the fumbling and the really, really crazy risk-taking, he could be one of the perennial quarterbacks in this league, just based off of innate ability alone. But... Right now, he, he's playing well. He has great wide receivers. Adam Thielen's insane. He is playing on another level. And then Stephon Diggs is Stefan Diggs. There's uh, you know, not much else you can say about that Maryland wideout. He's just a good wideout. Stephon
0: Diggs and Adam Thielen, I tell you, those guys are the real dangerous. deal. I I take them over Odell every any and every day of the week, let me tell you. It's- Tell me about it. Let's go to the team that plays the Patriots on Sunday Night Football tomorrow, um, or today. A matter of fact, twelve twenty three at the time we're <laughs> doing this interview, Jay. Um you sound really entertained the, by that? <laughs> at, we're sitting here at they're sitting there at three three and one, coming off of a loss against the Rams, in which Ty Montgomery, who they shipped off to the Ravens. Cost him the game because he was cocky and arrogant and thought he was above everybody else and put his knees before the, before the uh, team and took it out and fumbled. Thus, it cost him his job on a team roster. And Aaron Rodgers, the bad man that he is, and him them afloat while that uh, Mike Patton defense is um, doing their best to uh, stink up the joint and to make Aaron Rodgers' life a living hell. Are we going to talk about the trade? Yeah, we'll talk about the trade. I just brought it up right now. Okay. Because that... You want talk about the Tom Montgomery trade? You want to talk about the ha-ha Clinton-Dix trade?
1: Right, well, you know what trade I'm more excited oh, about. Christ. Both of those trades are interesting because mm-hmm. I think that this team is trying to take. I really do. I think the
0: team is trying. You charm. think you hold on, hold on, hold on. You think you ain't sit up here with a straight. You mean that they
1: just have, traded
0: their best defensive player? You have player. De- Well, that's just dumb off of the off of McCarthy <laughs> and, and and again the Mike Pitton defense. I think you
1: are trying to well,
0: tank. Uh, congratulations, Mr. Vince Lombardi here. But the other thing is, you, know I mean? you can't really sit up here, Brennan, and say what, it, what. I think
1: they're trying to tank. Jack. I mean,
0: you're not saying with a straight face, so I can't take that okay, comment on. Okay. I, I, well, you, I, you, I think, you think you think they you they're Trying to tank with Aaron Rodgers
1: at quarterback. You see me trying to tell Yes, me? I do, and that's oh, the fun. On. That is the funny thing about oh, it. Well, hey, oh, they have played on. bad. Okay, they have played really bad. Oh, you know, Jai. So, so I don't think that they're going anywhere this year. I really don't see it. I don't see in the cards, even with Aaron Rodgers, because you've watched those games, Jai. You know that they're not plying up to the ability that they really do have, and they just traded away. Whether you like it or not, two very good players. He's a he's a good he's a good
0: safety, Tom. Well, Tom Montgomery. Uh, well, you know, Tom Montgomery. Uh, you you cost the team win because and being defiant. Uh, good luck with Baltimore Ravens. Let me just, let me tell you that. But
1: well, what about ha-ha Clinton Dix? Why would they Why would they do that if they're not trying to tank? Yes, I know that this is the last year on the contract. They're trying to get value out of him. But let's be honest, Jai. That is just them basically saying outright, no, we are not making the Super Bowl this year. You know it. You know it. Look at me in the eyes right now. You know that's what they're saying, Jai. That is what they're saying when they make that trade. Because... He is the he was the second best ranked safety at the time in the NFL behind yours truly DJ Swearinger. Um Why would you trade him away? Why would you trade away your best defensive player? I'm sure that like you're even ha- you're having him for. At least the end of the season would allow you guys to make the playoffs at least more easily, but obviously, they don't think they can even make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I,
0: no, I think you're more along the lines of, I don't think they're trying, I think they know that they're not going to win the Super Bowl because I, I don't, I'm not believing in the myth that and I think it's a myth, but I don't believe in the idea that that they're. That they're trying to tank with Aaron Rodgers
1: on there. They're trying I to tank, I mean. Jai. They're trying to tank. They wouldn't make those they wouldn't mm. make those trades, Jai. If they weren't try if they didn't think they were gonna go anywhere. And I don't think they're gonna go anywhere. They're three three and one, Jai. They're three three the- they're three three and one, okay? Yeah. And they have a pretty tough schedule. I don't think they're going anywhere. Mm. I mean none other than uh our-
0: then the Detroit Lions were sitting at three and four. Um, having lost to at home against the Seattle Seahawks and they absolutely manhandled Detroit Lions, I don't think much of them. Matt Patricia doesn't, n- n- he's not. Nah, hey, the highlight of their season was beating the Patriots at home on Monday on Sunday football. That was the highlight of the season when you really think about it. Uh. But <sighs> I don't think much of anything of them, seven and nine. I mean. They're just, they're just teams in the NFL that you look at and you're just like, eh. why am I wasting my time with them? They, they, they're that ugh team. Give Matthew Stafford, though. Matthew
1: Stafford's an oh, interesting God. piece. Ma-
0: Ma- Matthew Stafford. I'm, I'm sick of hearing about him, okay? Please, 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 please. I don't want to hear anything about Matthew Stafford. I, I what? About, about his dopey little comeback wins? Oh, God. Please. please. Uh, okay,
1: okay. But he's not bad, though. You, you, you a bad quarterback doesn't come back from the deficits that he's been down on. Oh, on. He is not a bad quarterback. Brenna, come on. And he, with the right pieces around him, that team could be interesting. Maybe, maybe next year. Oh come on, Brenna. come on, come on,
0: come on. Anyway, we have eight teams left. We got the NFC South, and we have the NFC West. We have the Saints at first place at six one a, of a after going after falling zero and one. They are right after falling 0 in one and getting embarrassed by fitception, getting sliced and diced every single time you turn around. They are riding a six-game win streak. They're and one within the division. They play a highly anticipated game against the best team in football, the LA Rams. Give me your thoughts on the New Orleans Saints.
1: They are a scary team. They are good. And Drew Brees has shown up. They have a good running back too. and they have a good defense. Now, it might not be the best defense ever, because obviously they've been scored on quite a lot, but their defense is not bad by any means, and I'll say the same exact thing that I said with the Chiefs. Yes, their quarterback has helped them stay in games, but their defense has kept them in games as well. Um... Drew Brees. What can you say about him other than the fact that he is just a scary quarterback who is not slowed down he's at a, all? He, at he age. He's
0: a, he's a good quarterback, and I don't think he gets talked about enough because we live because of Brady and Rogers get so much of the attention. Which is so
1: dumb. Which is so dumb because we have quarterbacks like Brees and Rivers who I think are genuinely better or more interesting passers than both of the quarterbacks. Well, it's we simple
0: reason why Rivers doesn't get in, doesn't get enough headlines is because Rivers never won.
1: Yeah, because he's been on the worst team ever. And then you have Breeze, who's also on guess what? One of the teams that was perennially thought to be one of the worst teams ever. One of the teams that literally their f- best player that they ever talked about was a kicker with a prosthetic leg really Jai let's be honest these dudes that are playing where they're playing these two quarterbacks are really exceptional quarterbacks that are being overshadowed by quarterbacks that I think are in basically franchises that are just more talked about in the NFL and that's the reason why they get no credit for what they do and it's sad it's really sad I agree. Um, but hey, this year they're going somewhere.
0: I think they're going to go somewhere too. One not to see if they uh, get a Super Bowl appearance this year. The Carolina Panthers sitting in second place at five and two. They are on a two-game win streak, uh, having beat the Ravens at home and then going on the road and coming back from 17-point deficit against the Super Bowl champs. I think the Panthers, I think they could sneak in as a wild
1: card. What do you think? Yes, they're a wild card. They're gonna they're gonna go for the wild card. I don't really have anything else to say about that. Uh they are good. They're not amazing and they're not going to crush teams, but you know, they're oddly wild inconsistencies where they will one day play like one of their best Cam, teams. Cam
0: Newton's been quiet, you know, he's kinda like Simmered down with that mm-hmm. "quote unquote" cocky, arrogant persona he's had. He's taken care of. McCaffrey. He's kind of yeah, him too. Who I liked going to them coming out of the, the draft the previous year or two ago. Um, he he's played well, and when you have great quarterback playing, in defense is playing decent. You know, you can win some games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons who's been battered by injury, who shockingly is staying afloat after winning two straight. They are at 3-4. and
1: Yes, who we're playing tomorrow. None other than the Atlanta Falcons. Um, yes, they're injury-stricken. Yes, their defense is extremely injury-stricken, and they don't have their starting safeties anymore, and their quarterback's going to be out tomorrow. Their, their starting quarterback's going to be out tomorrow. So, um... They don't really have a great outlook for the season this year and it's surprising because they are the Atlanta Falcons and as we know them at least they're the team with Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and that great defense that can't be stopped with really young dudes who are well they look like they're going to show up everybody's injured this year they are not showing up Julio Jones doesn't even have a touchdown does he isn't that crazy i have
0: to look up i have to look up his uh, stats but I think he does have a touchdown, but uh, he not by much. Well, partly because of the fact that they've been using Calvin Ridley so much, so well in a way as a decoy.
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. He's he's a, scary
1: as well, uh, though.
0: Calvin Ridley starting to break out as himself into the NFL, but um, I have to look that. I have to look that. Well, I one can up. I can
1: look it up right now because <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure because I've Thank I you. I read it somewhere that I don't think he has a touchdown yet. I might be wrong though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ilya um,
1: Jones' stats He has no touchdowns Throughout the whole entire regular season Wow
0: So he has 50 th- 53 yeah. assists for 100 and, 100 and 812 yards 812, 812, thank you 812 this evening. Oh nice single nice Well e- Well that's just Isn't shows. that crazy Well either It's Calvin Ridley Performing well And it's the fact that He and Matt Ryan Can't seem to connect In the red zone I mean we saw it in the Eagle game I mean, how many times? I mean, they couldn't get Julio to save their lives. I mean, it was painful to watch. Mm-hmm. But let's go to the Buccaneers, who It's magic. No, uh, Fitception. It's, it's Fitception. It's tragic. It's Fitception, and you got Famous Jameis serving up wonderful, delicious turnovers to my bungles last week. We'll get to them later. But uh, they're sitting at 3 and 4. Give me your thoughts on the Buccaneers. And... Ryan Fitzsimon taking over <laughs> as a Jaguar Jaguars as um, Buccaneers quarterback.
1: The wildly inconsistent Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh my gosh, he is a fun dude to watch because one week he'll throw like for four hundred yards and four touchdowns, and then the next week he'll throw like four interceptions in a game, and then we have Jameis Winston. Who can't get into a grind and... Who
0: can't behave himself off the field, no, neither. Eating that W. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jameis Winston, get lost, okay? You misbehave on the fe- off the field. You can't play a lick on the field. Go away. Find a new, pro- find a new uh, profession, will you please? I mean, oh, it gosh, makes enough. me
1: laugh. It makes me enough. chuckle.
0: Oh, my gosh. Because,
1: like, they're, they're, they...
0: They play the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow on the road. They,
1: they, they look like they are a husk of a team right now. And that's because they are really a husk of a team. And they have Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick starting now. He's fun to watch at the very least. Like, every single time you watch Fitzpatrick, you're like, are you going to get the good Fitzpatrick this week? Or are you going to get the uh, Fitz tragic version of Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Where he throws.
0: F- f- Fitzception or Fitzmagic? basically what it comes down
1: to. <laughs> He's a fun man to watch, though, so I'm excited. The NFC West, the
0: last division. The Rams sitting perfect at 8 0. Perfect records all the way through. They play a pivotal game, like I said, on the road against New Orleans. Yeah. some people predicted lots of people predicted them to the excuse me lots of people predicted them to go to the Super Bowl. It looks like they could meet those picks, but
1: I got a question though are they ready? Mm, good question. I can't even really tell you that um It depends on the outcome of the end of the season. They have a interesting game this week, and I feel like New Orleans has a chance of beating them. And that might be controversial, but let's be honest. Between Jared Goff and Drew Brees, who are you picking, Jai? Just be honest. I'm taking Drew
0: Brees, bottom line. Mm-hmm. Just because Drew Brees is just a veteran, he's won before,
1: and he has experience. Drew Brees is obviously the better prospect in this scenario. So, um, their defense, if their defense shows up tomorrow, it could be a different game. But I don't see that. With their explosive offense of the New Orleans Saints, it is going to be a very fun game that I feel like is going to go up in points. Like, it'll probably be like 30, 40 points in the game on both sides. Yeah. And um, I'm excited for that. I really, really am. And it's going to be a fun game to watch tomorrow. Actually today, <laughs> yeah.
0: They're crazy 12:38 a.m. Sunday morning. Uh, um, go ahead.
1: I feel like uh, they're they're a good team with a good defense and a good offense, and they're the best probably in the league right now. But I also don't feel like they're invincible or undefeatable. And, yes, I like Sean McVay a lot because he used to be our offensive coordinator. And he's a very, very good dude. But I even think he has some flaws in his uh, ideas. And so it'll be fun to watch tomorrow and see how they try to take advantage of his flaws.
0: And the Seattle Seahawks sitting in second place who nearly beat the Rams a few weeks back if it hadn't been for an asinine decision to call timeout on a fourth and one, P. Carroll. G Giving him plenty of time. Gave him a whole week and a half to think about going for it, man. Come on. <laughs> but they're sitting at four and three. They've won two in a row. Their owner, Paul Allen, uh, died um, a few weeks back. So you got that on their minds and on their hearts. Give me your assessment. Give me your assessment of the two thousand eighteen Seattle Seahawks.
1: They're an interesting and fun team to watch. Cam Chancellor's gone. Um, Russell Wilson. Re-
0: well, with well retired, but yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, Russell Wilson is um, an interesting case. He's been playing well. Their running back game is even more interesting to watch with Chris Carson. Uh... What can you really say about them other than that they're a team that their running game has improved. They're they're a team that has improved, and that's great. When teams,
0: then I I I didn't think they were nearly going to be as good as they are now. Yeah, but I, I don't they, they they are four and three, but they are a good looking four and three team. Mm-hmm. Two more teams. We'll get to another break. Talk Bengals Redskins. Another break. Week nine stuff, and then say our goodbyes. Um. Cardinals sitting at two and six. Tank bowl. Yeah, tank <laughs> we, what Matt we'll just skip through the two teams like this. Cardinals two and six, uh tank ball. Uh tank ball for them. Uh 49ers tore up the uh Raiders on a Thursday night football. Mullins is great. Tank ball. I don't even hey, know who Mullins is.
1: Hey, don't make fun of my uh South Mississippi dude. Uh, Barb came out of that school, you know? Maybe, maybe he's going to channel us in a Brett Barb and get them to the Super Bowl this year.
0: Oh, most definitely. <laughs> Let's,
1: Let's go. go. I'm totally rooting for you 49ers. Let's go to the Super Bowl with your horrible, atrocious record. <laughs> I can see it happening. Uh, yeah. both, both teams are bad. It's, it's painful. I'm not, I can't say any more than that. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll Take a break. I'll talk Bengals. He'll talk Redskins. Back after this. Welcome back to the Amateur Like a TIS podcast with Jai Shields, again with guest Brendan Dillon. I'll take this time, this segment, to talk about our favorite teams and what state that they are at in 2018, halfway through the season. Brendan, you're the guest. You start with you first with your Washington Redskins.
1: So, we're leading the division. Hey, that's an amazing feat. Coming out of a division where you have the perennial Super Bowl winner, and a lot of people doubted us. Like, every single person doubted our team. And we've been doubted since week one. Heck, week one, would you guys believe that, you know, people thought that the Arizona Cardinals would destroy us. We were supposedly going to get blown out by them, is what they said. And uh, every single person picked the Cardinals to win. And guess what happened? We blew them out. Isn't that crazy? Our defense is amazing. It's it's otherworldly. And um, I really am surprised this year because, you know, last year our defense was horrible. We were ranked 32nd in the run. Now we're ranked 4th in the run to stopping the run. And we haven't had a 20-plus yard run this whole entire season thus far. We're ranked first in that. We are insanely successful defense. And I'd say we're the best defense in a league. And people can say that, oh, you're wrong. I think we are the best defense in the league. With the likes of DJ Swanger, in the backfield with his intercept, He's leading in interceptions. He's leading the league in interceptions right now with, I think, five. Let me just check. Um, but he, also Quentin Dunbar, who is injured, who has been injured, um, he, um, has been playing really well, too, um, he is gonna be back for the game tomorrow, um, and I'm looking really forward to seeing, uh, him play, because he, he's played good as well, he's, was ranked the best quarter, quarterback in the league for, like, until he got injured, um, it's in, It's really, really crazy. Uh, our secondary has been showing up, and, you know, the, the biggest surprise, to be honest, is our complete and total change... Our complete and total change on the uh, defensive line. Ja, yeah, you're aware of the change on the defensive line, right? The changes on the defensive I'm line. aware of the changes on the line, man. And the, 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 I'm sure that a lot of you guys... I've probably been surprised, because, like, what? Our, our our defensive line last year was one of the worst defensive lines in the league, outright. With Jonathan Allen, once Jonathan Allen got hurt, we started putting in replacements and dudes that you would have never ever heard of in a million years. Guys that, um... I, you probably don't even know the names of them. They are not playing the league anymore, I can tell you that much. Uh it, It's kind of hilarious that, um... With the addition of, you know, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen and the emergence of Matthew Ioannidis, um, our defensive line has been able to actually stop the run. And don't forget about Tim Settle. Tim Settle's a great piece as well. He hasn't even really played yet. And you can already tell that he's as good as he is because he, in the preseason, Literally had run stops every single play they put him in, and any single play where there wasn't a run stop, he was getting the sack. So, are we drafted really well this year? And we have a lot of talent that is going to carry us through years now and actually probably put our team on the map. And let's not forget our middle linebackers. Yes, our middle linebackers are just just playing out of their minds with Mason Foster who you know debatably people will say oh he's he's one of the, he's one of the worst people on our team but he's still probably he probably start for every single other team in the NFL right now as, <coughs> as a starting linebacker because he's actually really really good at tackling and he hits hard and then we have an amazing prospect in that of Zach Brown, who he re signed to an amazing deal. Now, Zach Brown is a great prospect because this dude runs like a 4-4. He can run down some of the quickest guys in the NFL as a middle linebacker who's like 230 pounds. I don't think there can be many other people that can attest to a linebacker playing with that type of physicality in speed in the league. And that's the reason why he is ranked PFF's second best middle linebacker in the league. Because he is otherworldly in his athletic ability and awareness. Now people, especially coming from you know where he used to play with the Bills, a lot of people thought that he was really bad and then he wasn't as good. He was just a quick dude who could kind of try to make stops and wouldn't be able to make tackles. But he's completely changed. His state of mind when he came to the Redskins. And he has represented my team amazingly well. Uh, My outside linebackers. Hey, it's Preston Smith. And hey, it's Ryan Kerrigan. Oof. That's a fun pairing. Preston Smith. He's a very, very good outside linebacker for what it's worth. Now... He can get pressure. He has long arms. He has really, really good ability to get off um the ball from snap. Then we have Ryan Kerrigan, who I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware of the name, but you probably don't know all that much about him, and that's simply the sad thing about uh my man Ryan Kerrigan. He is so underrated, and yes, he's had a bad start to the season. When it comes to his sack averages. But when you look at his run-stop averages. You realize, oh my gosh. this He can do both. He can do both. He has both the ability to be a pass rusher. And to stop the, ru- the rush. And that's something that we have not seen. On our defensive side. For. Years and years and years. And it's been sorely miss- missed. And. Then we have her cornerbacks. Our cornerbacks are uh, Fabian Moreau. We have Greg Stroman out there for some reason, which is hilarious. Uh, we have Josh Norman, which all you guys are probably aware of. And then we have the dude that I mentioned previously, Quentin Dunbar. Uh, Quentin Dunbar is a interesting prospect, and as I said beforehand, he was ranked first as the cornerback prospect in on PFF's ratings till. Uh, he got injured, which is really sad. But he's back this week, and he is scary, and he is ready to light it up. Um, our, our Josh Norman's been playing okay. His ability to have a peanut punch, and he's had a few days where he's played really well with his interception ability. Um, and we have Fabian Moreau, who's starting his first year, and he's a great prospect, and he has great ability to do stuff out in the field. But, you know, obviously he needs to get familiar with the game and the speed of the game, and I'm sure that in the future... He will be showing up. It's just a uh, process. It's a process that takes a lot of time. And then Greg Stroman, dude out of Virginia Tech. Um, I'm sure none of you guys expected him to start this year as our other starting uh, quarterback, but guess what? He, he has, and he, he, he is not horrible. He actually can play the position. He's broken up passes. Sure, he's gotten burned a few times. Sure, he is, you know, slightly mismatched when it comes to him being on great wide receivers like that of Odell Beckham. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, but he, as he develops in the league, I feel has the ability to do great things because of his physicality, even if he is undersized. Um... So, let's move on to the offense. Yes, our O-line is great. I don't really even need to talk about our O-line. We have that of Trent Williams. We have Sean Laval. We have uh, Chase Roulier, We have Brandon Sheriff. And we have um, Morgan Moses. They're all mountain men. They're all huge dudes. And then, you know, because cause, um, Trent Williams got injured last game, we now have coming in our backup left uh, left tackle who a lot of people will say, debatably, hey, our backup left tackle is good enough to start on every single other roster in the NFL. That of uh, Ty Naseki. Ty Niseki is really good. He's, he does not get beat off the line, and he is very versatile because he can play the guard position and he can play the tackle position on both sides. He is a Swiss Army knife, and he is most strong in the left tackle position. And I feel like he'll show up tomorrow, and I think he'll defend Alex Smith very well. Now that 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 brings in the question, Alex Smith. So let's jump on to him, Alex Smith. Hmm, he's a interesting piece. He is very conservative, and his conservative abilities have allowed us to, at at the very least, stay in a lot of games that we probably don't really have the rights to stay into. But that means also that he's forfeiting a lot of points out in the field, and a lot of turnovers we don't actually like take advantage of because of smith's very 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 conservative personality and I understand why he's being conservative because, honestly, our defense this year is so good that he has the ability to just act like a Trent Dilfer and just, hey, hey, I'm just going to go out there. I'm just going to try to throw the ball. Just hand the ball off and let the running back take care of the work. Exactly. And he's had good throws like that. There's a throw to Paul Richardson, which went for, like, what, 50 yards? So he's had had his days, but... um, I would like to see more out of him. I think that he is a lot better than what he's showing us, and I'm sure Jai can agree because he is a first-round draft prospect, and he has been inconsistent his whole entire career, but he's also shown great ability and great tenacity, and he can show that with the skins as he gets more familiar with the playbook. Let's move on to the running backs. Ooh, this is a
0: fun one. I tell you, I, I, boy was before you start, boy was I wrong on Adrian Peterson? Going
1: to
0: him I said, I said this. Uh, I said this is a this is the dumb sign by the Redskins. This guy's old. He washed. He's washed up. He doesn't have it anymore. You know, when he ran for like fifty yards in the preseason game, I was like, "Brennan, hold your horse. It's preseason. It means nothing." Blah 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 blah. But this guy. I tell you, if he doesn't win the Comeback Player of the Year, then something's wrong. Because this guy is... This brother is looking like his old self.
1: Adrian Peterson's a great story. Signed off the street after Darius Geis gets injured. Two two weeks before the season starts for the uh, Redskins. A lot of people probably, honestly, didn't think that that would amount to much. Because, you know, he, he'd been signed by other teams previously. That of... The uh, Arizona Cardinals, and that didn't work out all that well. And he got signed to the uh, ugh, the the Saints, and that didn't work all, out all that well either. And both times he was cut. When he got signed with us, right, you know, people probably thought, "Oh, it's the same old thing. It's just an old, washed-up player trying to come back." I'm here to say right now, anybody who said that, you're an idiot. You can watch him. You, you could have watched his first preseason game, and yes, you can say, oh, it's preseason, like Jai said. You're you're wrong. He still has the burst. He saw has the ability. He saw the physicality to be a great running back. And I remember making a comparison. Jai, do you remember the comparison I made to John Riggins? or are obviously different you running did. backs. You did. but oh, remember
0: but, you made a comparison to John Riggins, and you told me to look at his stats of what he did in his 30s, which was very well. He got Washington... Quite a few championships, but I was wrong with A.G. I don't think I've ever been more wrong on something football related in my life than I have been with AJ Peterson. I made that. I made, that, I made that
1: comparison. I made that comparison that you know he has the ability to be like a Riggins because they're both hard nosed players who are not scared. And what the biggest thing with Riggins is, and this is a lot of th- this is a very interesting thing. Riggins had an off year. And because say of that off year that Riggins had, it, it completely changed his. You ability. can say
0: that Adrian Peterson had off years. I mean, that,
1: that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Adrian Peterson also had off years where he wasn't doing anything, and you know what? They, those off years do wonders for. It looks like they do for 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 players. Um and for running backs, especially, especially for right. especially for running backs because running backs get pounded the most when it comes to like you know running down um running through holes in the line and getting hit by middle linebackers they um they they an off here like you know a great on another example of somebody who probably might you know show up in their thirties is Le'Veon Bell because he's had a whole entire off year yeah. and uh. Players like that can be really transformational. At the age of 33, Peterson has shown that he is a very, very capable back and is very, very deserving of a roster spot on any team in the NFL. So hats off to him. I am so happy he's on our team, and I am so looking forward to him running the ball tomorrow. Every single time he runs the ball, it is amazing to watch. Um, For a team that has such inconsistent running back play— to finally see that we have a ball carrier who is so confident in themselves and can just run through those holes and can run and burst and just do crazy stuff with his body, it it is um really great for our team. It's amazing. Um, so let's see. We have Chris Thompson as our other running back. Great receiving back, probably one of the best in the NFL. Five eight. Uh, um, he's a small dude. He has injury history. Um, he won't be playing tomorrow, sadly, because he does have an injury history. But he is a good player, and when he's had full seasons, he has been one of the most interesting talents on our team. And I just tell you guys, watch out for him. He will make 60-yard plays out of nothing, and you won't even see it coming. You will not see it coming. It'll be out of nowhere. So, you know, when you see, like, in week 14, at the end of the season, Chris Thompson busts off for, like, a 60-yard receiving touchdown or a rushing touchdown, he'll be like, oh, Brendan said that. Brendan said that was going to happen. Guess what? Because I was right. Because, you know, he the type of player he is. He's insane. Um... And then we have Capri Bibbs, who's his backup. Capri Bibbs is a dude that came off of the Denver um, practice squad. And he has made a name for himself, my friend. He had a touchdown off of a screenplay a few weeks ago. That was really insane against the uh, Cowboys, and that made me really excited. So you'll have to see more out of him. He is a really, really good back that has kind of transformed his game from his original rushing style of actually being able to run the ball down the middle to now actually being a receiving back. So he's an interesting transformational back that, you know, being an undrafted guy, he's surprising and really fun to watch, and I'm excited to watch him tomorrow as our receiving back. Um so our wide receiver in core it's kinda just eh like I, I have uh one wide receiver I really like a lot, but you know uh a lot of my wide receivers I really just could not care less for. Um Paul Richardson's really good, he's a burner. Not much else you can say. We signed him, he's a burner, he's just playing like a Deshaun Jackson position. Josh Doxon's our first round draft pick and he is inconsistent, but he has been starting to play like really well. So I'm proud of him. Hopefully he keeps it up. He's a really good, um, you know, spectacular catch type of guy. He can make a lot of crazy catches. Um, and uh, he actually can play a possession receiver role as well because he's so big. So let's just hope he doesn't get injured because he has an injury history. Um, Jamison Crowder, hey, he's a fun dude to watch, but guess what? What? He's injured. I don't know when he's coming back. He's a great slot wide receiver. But he's injured. He's gone. Um, So we have to put in, funny enough, funnily enough, we have to put in Maurice Harris, who, honestly, this dude is one of the dudes that I've been hoping to see out in the field simply because his ability to play the wide receiver position, he might not be able to run down the field all that well, um, but his ability to get the ball in his hands and possess the ball, every single time you throw that man the ball, he will catch the football. If it's anywhere near his hands, he will catch the football. He's the type of dude who can make a one-handed catch out of nowhere when it doesn't even look like it's physically possible to catch the football. Um, and he's playing slot wide receiver right now. So he's actually been helping her runs as well because the dude's like six foot three, So he's a heavy dude who can block. Um, He's fun. I really have been looking forward to him being out there. Then we have uh, the acquisitions like Michael Floyd, who's just, you know, an interesting piece to be out in the field because, you know, he's, he used to be a first-round draft pick. Um, but, you know, nothing too crazy to write on because he's just out there because we have injuries <laughs> with our wide receivers. Um, and then we have Michael Chesson, who i sure none of you guys have heard of, so who even cares? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Um... <laughs> And so, let's move on to our tight ends. Our three tight ends are Jordan Jordan, Reed, Reed. Vernon Davis, and and then Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle's our blocking tight end. I don't even really need to say who, who Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis are. Their names kind of speak for themselves. They're both amazing tight ends. And they both catch the football anywhere. Um... And Sprinkles had a good season too. He almost had a touchdown if you know Alex Smith would have been able to throw the ball right that day when he was completely wide open in the end zone and had his hands up. Um, he tried to catch the football. There's not much else I can say about that. So I feel bad for him. But you know Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis on the other hand, they've had really good seasons and they're fun to watch. And both of them are extremely physical and can run down the field like no other. Uh, so. Oh, boy. So I was about to, I was about to close. So I just need to get to my special. I need to get my special teams. I haven't. I haven't talked about my special teams oh, special
0: yet. Teams. Let's, let's not
1: let's not forget about Tressway oh, and God. Dustin Hopkins. Kickers <laughs> and punters are people too, Jai. <laughs> they're they're people too. Okay, you can't uh-huh. you can't just discredit them. They they're they're alive. They're living people. All right. Um, and, and I forgot to also mention, Haha Clinton Dix. Hey, he's our, he's our new... We, 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 we touched on him, dude. we? We have touched on him multiple times. I have to say it one more time. He's going to play tomorrow. You guys better watch it. If you guys listen to this right now, you better turn on the TV right now and watch that game to see how they're showing up because he is an amazing safety playing with another amazing safety. Um, Tressway and Dustin Hopkins. That's, that's, that's who I'm on with. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, kicking field goals. He's been doing pretty well. Strong foot. Not much else you can say about him. Tressway... He's kind of a badass. He got hit yet last week in a game, and he came back out in the field after getting hit, like, right in the stomach and punted the ball, like, 70 yards. So, he's, um, he's fun. He's fun to watch. Our whole entire team is great. Great sportsmanship, great camaraderie, and I'm happy. This year, we are good. We're not bad. We just have a few glaring flaws, but we are fun to watch, and we can definitely do something this year. So... That's what I think about my team. Now it's Jai's time to have his input on...
0: The Bengals, the Bungles, the Bungles, the Bungles, the Bungles. Ladies and gentlemen... I, 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 I don't know... They are such a frustrating team to watch. Like, when we last talked... He had that game-winning drive against Atlanta. I honestly thought I said, oh, this year's different. Then we go ahead, we come in from that huge deficit against the Dolphins. I'm like, oh, this team, this team's going places. But then for them to sit up there and embarrass themselves on the road, and you know, on national television, Sunday Night Football, which we never, ever, 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 ever win, that was embarrassing. Forty-five to ten. I mean, really. I mean, missed tackles all over the place. Vontes perfect acting, like, acting like an idiot. Andy Dalton struggling with the forward pass. I mean, it was a joke. And then a week before that, you know, we get the you know the Steelers and we and the genius defensive coordinator, you know, covers zero defense. Antonio Brown in a slot. You know why not? And he sits up here. And, and, and takes it back. I mean, it, it's the same thing with these fools every single year. I don't care given the t- circumstances. It, it's the same thing with this team every single year. And me as a Bengals fan who's been on, since, for, been on for 11, 12 years, I am so sick and tired of their, of their garbage. I'm tired of it, of, their, of, in, of the ineptitude. Especially on prime time television, they can't—they can't win. When they play up against the Steelers, they can't beat them. I'm sick of that. i am am sick of it. And I—I can see the writing on the wall. This season has ten and six, nine and seven written all over it with the, with the early playoff uh, loss. I see the writing on the wall already. Like, when is there a point where ownership steps up? Mike Brown and has some kahunas and tries to change his culture. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of losing. And then just losing in a way that you like blow games. Like last week I know he won, but gee, whiz fits fitception fits magic when he wanna really? It's a joke. Come on. Playing like that. Uh, you gotta be kidding me. They're not winning anything. Case closed. They are not winning anything. Nothing. And it's the same narrative. Because once he lost to the Steelers, I know here we go. They can't be the Steelers, they can't be big time opponents, and they can't win on primetime television. Something that you need to do when you want to make deep playoff runs come January. And they never, ever, ever do it. And I'm so sick and tired of, of putting up with their foolishness. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. Of, of the incompetence of Mike Brown. Letting Marvin Lewis linger. Then put up with Andy Dalton. And watching this defense getting, getting shredded left and right. It's a joke. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. I mean I don't know what else to say. I mean it's the same thing, these idiots, every single year, and I'm so sick and tired of it. We're five and three heading into our but honestly like like please like Like, what do I have to beg in order for you guys to, like, get your stuff together? Like, like, do y'all want to be known as losers and pathetic dopes who can't win in the clutch when it matters most all the time? Because that's what you're starting, because that's what you are. You come out the bye week, you play the Saints at home, the Ravens of Baltimore, the Browns, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, Browns, and Steelers. It's really three losses I can see, maybe four if you wanted to stretch it. Char- yep. with the with the Chargers, with the Chargers, uh, st- with the Chargers Steelers, and the and the Saints, and maybe the Ravens. But it, but but I'm so sick and tired of the team's ineptitude. Like I see the running on the wall already, which is why I'm so upset. I, I'm I'm sick and tired of it. Marvin and, and and
1: Mike Brown. Enough. Now, now that Jai has said that his team is only going to get four losses, uh, his team is going to get way more losses, and Jai knows it now. Jai, Jai already knows. You you can see it in his eyes right now. He's I, he's like he's like oh no, now we're gonna to lose to the Raiders and be I, embarrassed. I've seen the writing on the wall. Like i not like I
0: know what they do. It's like they start out strong, they kind of fade a little bit. Towards middle of the season, then they come back strong again. Only the for them to fall flat on their faces in the playoffs. I'm I'm sick of it. I I really 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 am. I'm 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 so sick of it. Uh, like you, do y'all want to be like? When does it get to a point where it starts like affecting y'all? Like to the point where y'all can't even function during y'all regulars during y'all regular lives? That's what I want to know. It's almost as if it's like so automatic. It's like you guys become numb to it and you have like no emotion, no reaction to it. It's, it makes me sick. We'll come back, talk about the three games in the NFL. Looking forward to this weekend and our picks. Back after this. Welcome back to the i am going Tell Like a TIS podcast once again. Um, talk. Let's talk about running these three week nine matchups mm-hmm. that we're that we're looking forward, and as well as America's looking forward to seeing. It's got lots of uh, implications. That's a marquee matchups. Do Steelers Ravens first, Rams Saints second, and the Sunday night game third and last. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers in town against the Ravens. Um, Steelers. Sitting in first place, Ravens, sitting in third. The Ravens won the first time they met in Pittsburgh uh, th- about a few weeks ago, a few, about a handful of weeks, about maybe three, four weeks ago, such, in Pittsburgh. Um, last time these two teams met in MC Bank Stadium, the Steelers won. Um... What are you looking forward to seeing in this game? How do you think the Ravens are going to... Let's leave off with the first question. How do you think Ray's going to respond to James Conner?
1: Um, I don't think that they really can die. I think their defense is really good, but I don't think their defense is going to be... Honestly, I think James Conner is still going to have a day. I think he's still going to run on the Ravens, and I think that the Ravens aren't going to have much in the way of stopping him. So, uh, I feel like the Steelers are definitely going to win this game. Because, like, it really, it's going to be a question of who, which offense is really better in this scenario. And we know which offense is better. All right. So, I don't really, this is really the question of the matter. The Steelers are probably going to win this game. I'd be very surprised if the Ravens come up, came up out of this and win it. But, you know, I've been wrong before. If their defense really shows up tomorrow, it could be different. But I really think the Steelers are going to win. Jai.
0: Yep, I think I'm a. T- I disagree. I think this. Yeah, I think the uh, Ravens are gonna show up tomorrow, and I think they're gonna take care of business. Um, at m and Bank, which they play well in, especially against the Steelers. Um, it's gonna be a packed house. It's gonna be rowdy. It's gonna be a game with playoff implications. Granted, the Ravens are four four, but heavy playoff implications in that game. Um one of sports greatest rivalries, if you ask me. Um I think this game's gonna be I'm looking forward to see how the Ravens defensive attack is looking to stop James Con- James Conner, excuse me, who's had a great season so far outside of a few bad games. I'm looking forward to see that and looking forward to see how uh let see if Joe Flack will take advantage of that putrid um Steelers defense. We all know that their secondary is has as many holes as a, a pack of Swiss cheese. So let's go to Rams at the Saints. Rams coming off of a victory at home last week against the Green Bay Packers as they make it halfway through the season at 8 No, The New Orleans Saints, they are coming off of a butt-whooping win, getting revenge in the Minneapolis Miracle Game. On last Sunday night against the uh, Vikings. Man, how do you think the Saints, D, who's played well this year, how do you think they're going to respond to Todd Gurley and Jared Goff and company?
1: Um, I think the Saints defense is not really that good. I think they've been anemic in how they've been able to stop play, stop the football from getting down the field and stuff. So I feel like Jerry Goff is going to be able to throw on them, and I feel like Todd Gurley is going to be able to run on them, so I'm not really worried about that. I think this game is going to be a shootout, um, and it's going to be a lot of uh, running in the trenches and throwing the ball, and it's going to be fun to watch. I think that this is a must-watch game because it is going to be two gr- well, debatably great quarterbacks, Uh, throwing the ball down the field with great running backs in their backfield. Um, And you guys should all be really excited for it. This is a must-watch game. Honestly, I think that the Saints could pitch an upset here. So, you guys should be excited for that.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the Saints are going to win, too. I smell upset coming. That defense is... uh, and it's a good defense, and Jared Goff and the Rams, they struggled against that uh, putrid Mike Penton defense earlier in the game last week, and, uh, you know, I just don't think the Rams can, you know, have an undefeated season, and Drew Brees, they're at home, I think the Saints going to perform well in that game. Um, last game, and then we get to the picks, um... The Green Bay Packers up against the New England Patriots. Packers coming off of that loss against the Rams uh last Saturday. last excuse me, last Sunday afternoon, Ty Montgomery. Again, we've addressed it. They traded him to Baltimore. They traded Ha Ha Clinton Dix to the Redskins. Um the Patriots, though, coming off of a win last Monday night against the uh Buffalo Bills were They didn't play all that great, but uh, they really got it going and really kind of like put the game away when Devin McCourty had a pick six uh, about midway through the fourth quarter, I believe, last Monday night. So, Ben, let me ask you, the bad man Aaron Rodgers going up against the Patriots defense and Tom Brady, the quote-unquote goats going up against that disgusting Mike Pettin Packers defense. Give me your thoughts.
1: The Redskins beat the Packers. Patriots are gonna be the Packers. Not much else I can say about that. Uh, no, the, the Aaron Rodgers can't be the whole can't be that whole team, and they just lost one of their best defensive players. So yeah, that's my opinion. It's yeah, over. I,
0: I think the, I think I think the uh, Patriots are gonna win this game too by a decent mar by decent margin. I'll get to that later when we get to the picks, but. Yeah, I agree. I think the uh, Patriots, they're going to perform well. And the fact that, you know, their defense, you know, Patriots not all that great. I'm taking a defense that's coached by Belichick over a defense that's coached by Mike Pettin any and every day of the week. So there's that. All right. So let's close on up out of here real quick and give you there are 11 games on schedule this weekend, including the Monday night game. We'll give you the picks for those games. Here we go. So we got the Jets and my and Jets at Miami. Mm-hmm. Miami's favorite at minus three. The uh, over under is at forty five points. I have the Jets winning twenty one thirteen.
1: I have Miami winning the opposite way twenty one thirteen. How do you feel about that, guy? <laughs>
0: Kansas City at Cleveland. Kansas City's favorite at minus 8. Over-unders at 51.5 points. I'm going to say Kansas City as Patrick Mahomes is going gonna, is gonna to have a great game. Again, the Browns, uh-uh. I think it's going to be a 42-10 to victory for the Chiefs.
1: So, I think that Kansas City is also going to beat them. But I don't think they're going to demolish them like that. I think it's going to be a 28 and probably 28-7.
0: Twenty-seven. That close, huh?
1: That's not that. It's That's still a blowout, Jai. But I, Jai, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout like the uh, the other game that you had to watch, Jai. I think you just should have it at forty-two ten because you're kind of a bit salty oh, about that game, Jai. God. Well, if
0: I'm salty, why do I have why do I have the uh, the Chiefs winning? That's a good, that's a good
1: point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> at Le- The Falcons at the Redskins. Redskins are favorite at minus one. Uh, over under for points is 47 and a half. I have the Redskins winning
1: 28-21. I am not saying anything about this game because I don't believe in betting on my own team. Sorry. <laughs>
0: But just to let you know, he wants the Redskins to win, and he's going to pick the Redskins to win. It's just, he's not going to give you the only over-unders and the favorites and all of the Vegas garbage um, and the betting garbage. Because
1: then we'll lose the game. We will lose the game if I bet for them. So I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Carolina
0: and the Bucks. Carolina's favorite at minus 7. Over-unders at 54.5 points. I have Carolina winning 31-21.
1: Uh I have Car I have Carolina and Tampa Bay in a much closer game, and I have Carolina beating them, and it's gonna be a twenty-eight twenty-one game.
0: You got the Rams and the Saints, which you previously discussed. Saints are favorite minus two over under. They like agree with me and Brennan saying the game's going to be a shootout. Over-under is at 60 points combined. I have New Orleans winning 37-30. to 30.
1: I have 30-31, and guess what? New Orleans wins.
0: Yep, I agree. Titans at... The cow actually wants we'll to move on from that one. That'll be the last one we do. Uh, <laughs> Lion, <laughs> lions and Vikings. Vikings are favored at minus five points. Uh, over/under number combined score for, combined uh, points is forty nine and a half. I have Minnesota winning twenty one, or excuse me, twenty seven thirteen.
1: I have Minnesota winning uh, fourteen twenty one.
0: Houston at Denver. Let's see, it's a pick'em game. Uh, dead even over/under for points is forty-six points. I have Houston beating Denver. That's the match Thomas gonna make a quick return to Mile High. See if he has a big game. I have Houston winning twenty-four
1: twenty-three. I have this game at a much lower, uh, fourteen twenty-one, and I have Houston winning.
0: Chicago Bears against the Buffalo Bills. Chicago's favorite at minus nine points. Um, over under combined score thirty seven points. I have Chicago winning twenty seven seventeen.
1: I have Chicago winning twenty eight seven. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, which we brought up
0: earlier in the uh, in earlier early this segment. I have Baltimore's favorite minus three. Um. Over, over under combined score 47 and a half. I have Baltimore winning 27 17.
1: <sighs> so, this one's kind of a fun one. I have Pittsburgh winning by 30 to 21. So,
0: we have the Charges at the Seahawks, the Seahawks a favorite at minus a point and a half. Combined over underscore, 47.5 points. I have Seattle winning 28-24.
1: I have LA winning. Wow. Uh, I have LA winning. Actually, the complete opposite Jai, 28-24. How does that feel? Yeah.
0: Well, that, that's your score, not mine. Uh, Green Bay Packers at the New England Patriots. New England traded at 5.5, over under points, 56.5 points. I have New England beating Green Bay 31-24.
1: I have New England beating Green Bay twenty eight. Guess what? Twenty one. Big surprise. I know. I know that's been that's been a really that's been a really common one for me as hasn't it been? Yeah. <laughs> um, last game
0: Titans at Cowboys. Cowboys favorite at minus six and a half over under combined score forty one points. I have Dallas winning twenty one seventeen. Oh. I'll t- I'll take the points with Tennessee though at at plus six and a half.
1: I have Tennessee winning, and I have Tennessee winning twenty eight to fourteen. That's a bold that's a bold pick, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's a bold one, isn't it?
0: Oh, very very bold, my boy. Very bold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go. Alright, well, with the time that we're
0: completing this episode, it's one forty-two in the morning, so we get some sleep, or at least lie down and rest so we can, um, you know, watch some football tomorrow. Um, Brennan, I'd like to thank you for joining me uh, tonight, early,
1: early in the way I was in the morning at the time of recording this. Anytime I love being on, Jai. Anytime you need me back on, i love to come back on. I hope all you guys enjoyed watching me. Or what not watching me, listening, listening to me. Listening, listening. I'm sorry, I'm so exhausted right now. It's pretty late. <laughs> yeah. but, uh but, but but uh
0: thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and thank you for allowing me to use uh your one of your many rooms in your house as my little studio. Anytime. So That's Brendan Dillon. I'm Jai Shields. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Enjoy the NFL football. If you know NBA, knock yourself out. Uh, (laughs) I'm Jai Shields. Next episode will be next Saturday, I promise. Talk to you next week. God bless and take care.